0: Oh, so, so it's just a no. thumbnail yes so oh. pretty much like a thumbnail and it does some kind of reflection animation but it doesn't mm. play the video um the only time you can actually see the video on instagram platform is when you're initially selecting it so there is an option where you can click into digital collectible and once you click in and select the moments it actually play you the video and the second page is like a thumbnail but when you actually um, have it displayed on your profile, you only get that thumbnail, you don't get that video animation. So uh, what I have done so far is basically I download the video of that um, on Top Shot and then just kind of, you know, play in my story or whatever. Say, hey, l- look, this is the actual uh, digital collectible that I have on my profile. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, hopefully they make it yeah, really, but it's... Like, easy to integrate and post.
0: Yeah, but as, yeah, it's so inconvenient though. I don't want to have to do that all the time, right? Like, I mean, it, it, technically they should be able to, you know, have that video display. I mean, they can, they can already display the video on the stage where you imported that into Instagram. Why not having it just display when you, you know, display it on the profile? It doesn't kind of make sense to me. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's exciting. It's kind of a first step. And I guess that was one of the bigger news of the week. Uh flow getting on instagram do they have a uh, ability to have like that hexagon or have the profile picture kind of signify it's an nft or or they don't or it's just the posting the digital collectible posts
0: just the posting of the digital collectible post it will have a little kind of icon it's very tiny and, and it will say digital collectible post but it's not hexagon um. and you can't actually have it on your as a, your your profile picture does that make sense
1: yeah so what do you think uh is the hexagon the kind of digital cloud we're looking for or do we want like a gold circle around our profile picture or um what are people's thoughts on what a digital flex for the profile picture connecting your (laughs) nfts would be worth like three bucks a month um at the
0: moment i'm just playing you know paying for the free instagram account i i'm not like in twitter i'm not even paying for any of the twitter blue to have it uh have my um you know uh nfts display i'm not really close so to me it's not that important but it would be cool if they have a future of um say if you display some of your digital collectible on your profile it will have some some sort of you know like when you have a story, it will give you like a rainbow looking circle around your profile. But if you display one of your digital collectible, it will have some sort of diamond on the side or something like that. That'd be cool. But to me, it's not really necessary to be honest. But what about you? How, how do you feel? What, what do you think will be a good way to showcase your, um, you know, NFT on Instagram? Um,
1: yeah, I think your ideas are really good. I'm kind of taking a step further. I think half of these, NFT projects need to put their energy towards developing hologram technology, figuring out the physics of light so we can display these um, as holograms. Or the augmented reality, I think, is something that would be really fun because I heard Roham say one time that the top Shot moments are like cubes, so they are augmented reality enabled. Um, but sort of kind of bringing it into the real world would be cool. But from uh, I do like the hexagon. It's kind of simple and subtle but it it is distinct it is distinctive um but yeah diamonds shiny people like shiny why not
2: i like the ar idea i've long thought maybe i've said it on here before but imagine if you could say it's on instagram you could look at a normal basketball net anywhere right you're in a park and, and put your phone up to it and make your moment happen on that basketball net I mean, that's obviously would be insane to pull off, but that's what I thought. I was like, wow, that would be like the future for me of how you could integrate your moments with other sort of social sharing platforms, you know?
1: Yeah, that'd be sick.
2: Like, cause you showed me a mod before um, when we hung out in real life, a bunch of VV stuff, yeah. and how you could make like Spider Man like dance on your desk, or and like you could flip the pages of the comic book you bought, you know, with your hand on the AR. Um, so it's not like that far out of the reach of possibility.
1: Yeah, I, I wrestled with a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex from Jurassic Park in a local park here. Saved many lives. So yeah, I think. That's kind of where I've seen it and uh, posted at times on my social media. So that's sort of how I flex some of my uh, VVNFTs. So, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to even just have AR enabled. But I'd imagine because they're, they're saying that the Top Shot mobile app is going to be coming by the end of the year as their target. So hopefully they kind of integrate some sort of uh, AR ability um, in there.
0: Absolutely agree. Um, Actually, uh, fun fact, when I was at the National Sports Collective Convention, there is already a company that does that for NBA. Um, So there's a company being around for a year. By one year, um, they actually have their physical cards, which is like a hexagon-looking thing. And when you put it over their app running on iPad, you actually have the AR animation. Uh, of the certain player, and they have different tiers, obviously. They have the common tier, uh, rare tier, and all that legendary tier. So the legendary tier, if you have that particular uh, car on your collection, uh, on AR, you actually display an actual uh, LU play. So they they had a, um, you know, the Golden State Warrior team with the uh, TMC, oh no, TMD, wait, Team Hardaway, Chris Mullen and uh, Mitch Richmond, um, they were doing like a uh, passing around and then elbow to Mitch Richmond to do the dunk, which is pretty cool, I thought. Um, it's called the NBA Flicks. Oh, cool. uh, I saw that one on the, the convention. That was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I kind of had the little tiny uh, half-second snippet in the Steady Break uh, convention video, <laughs> if somebody picked it up. But I don't think anybody picked it up yet. But it's like a tiny zero point two second of snippet that
2: had it in it.
1: Nice. So tell
2: me. You know, last. No, sorry, sorry. You you go on. I was
1: gonna say, uh, tell us more about the National Sports Card Convention and uh, how.
2: That's what I was gonna say too. I was gonna say we forgot last week to get the breakdown about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last week was so much fun, though. I gotta say that that space. Yeah, every that's how I feel every single time. Every single time I jump on Wuhan space, always a good time, always a good laugh, and you know, it just brightens my day. Um, I love it. But go back to the convention; there was a really cool experience, and just to see how many car collectors had no idea what Top Shot is, and some of them even, you know, um, I think, uh, general consensus is that. Uh, if they start collecting digital collectibles, their physical collections value, they're free, that's gonna go down. That's what I feel uh, a lot of people are feeling that way. So even though they sign up to the top shop account, they're not actively doing it because they kind of think that, oh, if I kind of push you know the digital collectible, but my physical collection value might not be as high as it will go. Does that make sense?
2: What makes them not worry about like where the physical card market's going?
0: They think that they already have a, you know, a large collection. There's so many people there have like a large collection, easily go up towards about a hundred grand. Like I can see like kids having their suitcases walking around with, I don't know, like um, hundreds, thousands of, dollars worth of um cards inside of them and and I guess they just afraid that if they go push the digital collectible they they will lose some sort of value because like a lot of them I talk to them right and then they just saying that oh I'm not really into digital collectible but I'm I'm into physical but when you mentioned that all those all those disadvantages of having a physical collection with the spaces and the the risk of having it you know, break and, and you have to send it to grading and all of that. They, they all agree, but they just, you know, they're not ready to kind of replace all their physical collection into a digital one. I guess that's, that's what they're trying to
2: say. Yeah. And they're, they don't want to do both. Do a lot of people feel like you have to do one or the other
0: that's that's how i um how i get a like that's my sense is when i'm talking to them and they're saying that but well, that like go back to my first point they a lot of them are afraid that if they go digital and the physical car collection will somehow lose their value which is not really the case um from my point of view but a lot of them think that way they seem to kind of have their head set on that way so if digital somehow got super popular their physical
2: car will lose value yeah, you would think if digital got more popular, their physical card collection would gain value, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean
2: Because it would be a little more scarce, I don't know.
0: Absolutely. And and I mean, like if you look at the digital car markets, right? There is you have no idea how many prints they have on those cars. So like some of them maybe they you know they can list whatever the value, like one dollar of dollar ninety-nine on the car, but then a lot of common cars. Like the lamello rookie cars I remember one stage had gone to fifty dollars a pop for raw cars so how do you know how many of them they actually printed out and and you know like there's and now these days you send it into places like eBay storage or whatever you don't actually have that physical car you buy the car it will store somewhere else you don't actually have that in your possession but you you kind of have a certificate saying that you have it. It's the same thing like owning digital. I don't, I don't get why they wouldn't do that, you know.
2: So all in all, people sort of sum it up. People were good, but you're still seeing a hesitancy among the sort of hardcore physical card collector.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and a lot of them just kind of avoid because uh, you know NFT have a lot of uh, negative publicity associated to it so I guess a lot of people just don't know any much about it all they see is negative news on the internet and then they just kind of um trying to avoid it uh, a lot of them just like once we you kind of explain the benefit of having a digital collective uh, collectible collections um they actually see it and they actually it lit up their eyes but a lot of them just don't quite understand it. And as soon as they hear the words NFT, they kind of just like, Oh, nah, I'm good. I'm, I don't want to touch any of that. So they, I guess it's that negative sentiment that comes with it. Um, wherever they get the news information from, um, they kind of just have a negative association to it.
2: It's funny. I think they are, it might just take a long, you know. We expect everything, I guess, to flip so quickly. Like, why aren't they all jumping on? And maybe it is just a slow trickle that eventually will, you know, become that snowball that turns into the the avalanche sort of thing. Because, um, like a like, guy like a mod, he's you collect physical stuff as well as digital, and it never seemed to like it anything for you. You know, you were happy to do both, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not huge in the physical because when I kind of, I'm not, um discovered like sports cards i discovered top shot at the same time so i kind of decided to go the top shot the digital route because i saw that it was. i thought that it's objectively better in every way um but it's just interesting that those collectors are kind of worried that the digital would take over wouldn't you want to like dabble a little bit in the digital just in case kind of a thing and um but it, it makes sense people are just always protecting their own bags um And, yeah, I'm kind of motivated to start collecting hockey stuff because, you know, there aren't any hockey NFTs yet. Um, And, yeah, like, it's kind of basically NFTs and digital collectibles sort of caught me into collecting in general. So then I started looking to physical stuff as well. So I think it goes hand in hand. And I think, like Gary Vee says, that it's actually not or, it's and. But a lot of people, you know, in this world, it's kind of, this or that, and they kind of pick a side Um, when, you know, both can kind of coexist and thrive. You think, especially like NFTs is such a small area um, really in the grant scheme and collecting as well. um, I don't think it's a harm for both of them to thrive.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I would, maybe it's just me, but I've had more exposure to not buying physical cards, but just following physical card people on Twitter, seeing live breaks and all this since I joined the top shot community i've been way more exposed to the physical card community
1: yeah because i'm trying to learn about like what the kind of the collecting mindset and thinking what principles do physical collectors have you know getting rookies getting first appearance like the first of something is kind of where i learned that so i've been trying to apply that to my nft collecting and kind of take tips because this industry has been around for so long and i guess my kind of thesis is that eventually these uh these folks will kind of see the light and kind of transition a bit to the digital because you don't have to deal with shipping and grading and all these different headaches that are involved and also you can sell to anyone in the world digitally in a heartbeat so um i I, that's kind of what i'm banking on so that's why i try to focus on like first appearance of different ips um so that once those kind of physical collector mindset, people start applying those same principles to the digital, um, then hopefully I'm well-positioned, basically.
2: And you still enjoy collecting other physical things, like you're a Funko Pop collector too, right?
1: Yeah, like my partner Francis has really gotten into it, and I've gotten into it with her as well. And yeah, it's part of it, it's like part of the hunt. Like we drove down to uh, Everett, Washington, uh, where the Funko Pop headquarters are because they have releases. And even this Thursday, there's an Emerald City Comic-Con. And so they have special Funkos that they usually drop. Like the day, of the weekend of the San Diego Con, a Comic-Con, they drop stuff. So it's kind of part of the chase and the hunt, you know? It's kind of, sometimes when you go to the target and it's not there, um, it's kind of good. Because then when you do actually hit it, then it kind of feels all that much better. And um, and yeah, it, it's kind of, Funko, their model, I think is like, show off your fandom. Um, and they have basically almost everything that you could be a fan of eventually. Um, and I'm, and that's what I've been enjoying, kind of showing off my fandom and, and collecting things that I uh, connect with.
2: Was there Funko people at the thing you went to Davey?
0: Yeah, there was, but it's minimal amount. Um, it's not a huge presence, but there are people that display their Funko stuff and which is pretty cool. And, um, so basically, at yeah, the convention, there is a uh, majority of people there are for the physical cars. And then you have small amount of people there for uh, Funko, as well as some of the memorabilia, like the autographed memorabilia. Uh, Fnatic had a booth there with all the uh, signed autographed jersey of Jalen Green. They're selling it at $250 a pop. I thought it was quite reasonable um, if he become an all-star and all that stuff. That $250 is actually pretty pretty good. Um, and they had a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, signed autograph stuff. And yeah, majority is just really sports cars. Um, and they, oh, also they had a lot of um, autograph signing too. Um, so they would have um, different time slot for different, sports personnel to come sign autograph so you can bring your own memorabilia if you um got a VIP ticket and you can get a sign and all that i think the VIP tickets like 250 or something like that i can't remember um the normal entrance is like 30 dollars per person but there was uh oh my god i don't know how many people but there's a lot of people um especially when we were there for friday and the whole place was full i i I would say more than five to 8,000 people. That's quite a lot. It's probably oh, wow. more than that. It's probably more than that. It was huge. That spot was huge. And everybody was trying to use the Wi-Fi. So the whole Wi-Fi service there was so crappy. And we're trying to get people signed on the to Top Shot at Steady great Area. Um, we, they couldn't even get the internet working because there's so many people. And even people go to their data um because there's so many cell phones going on in one spot to, yeah yeah and and nobody be uh, like i think it took um like 10 minutes to trying to just log on to the front page of top shop page that oh, was crazy. jesus
2: yeah it was horrible so you almost need to come in with like a wired connection and a computer setup hey eh?
0: Yeah, so basically what whatnot did, they had their own server. Um, They had their own wire connection, own server connected to um their braking booth so that they don't get interrupted. Um, but obviously, they don't provide that for general public. And general public had a free Wi-Fi from the convention center, but that's super trash. It's not even half loading. So
3: yeah, it was yeah.
2: quite bad. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting side to where, you know, it's just another thing to think about when you, you know, our internet usually wherever you go, it's fast and loose. Right. But all of a sudden you're in this card connection and you're like, see, this product's better. And you're like, God damn it. We can't get on the internet.
0: Yeah. That sucks because it's not really Top Topshop's fault or anybody else's fault. It's just the third party's internet connection, internet provider's fault. Yeah. And a lot of, um, it's quite interesting. A lot of people, that we talked to after the convention because it's quite interesting the hotel that we stayed in um, every night after nine o'clock it will be like tons of people gathering around this empty space area start trading cards like there's kids from i don't know 12 years old up into um, some someone like 40 years old just tons of them lay their cards on the ground and start doing trading and most of them saying that oh it's kind of frustrating frustrated when they go to the convention everybody priced their car super high so they basically priced 10 times more than the calm uh, minimal so so they're kind of like you know uh, people feel like oh
3: we're
0: not going to get any good deals out of it so we we're just going to trade it off the off the convention so every single night when we we're there um the whole place just packed it's not even at the convention it's like this hotel about 15 20 minutes from the convention center and or the um like every single night they will be packed with hundreds and hundreds of collectors just doing the trading um off the convention, which is um really interesting. Um yeah, so from the feedback it's like uh the car market's going super crazy. They're they're constantly looking for alternative um to be able to go into a market that's more controlled, I guess. That's what they were trying to say. But um yeah, so be quite interesting because I think, um, you know, uh, Steady, he insists to, you know, trying to bridge the gap between the physical car and the digital. So they're trying to make people understand that, OK, with the digital car, you can collect both and also you can um, diversify your portfolio, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's um, that's some of the. So next year
2: next year we need a a steady breaks top shop booth with its own server and internet and then you can really maybe show the power of it absolutely and all day and then strike and all that shit
0: yeah because it's a it's double apps core product they really need to have a presence there to be known because there's tons of people don't know what we're talking about like a lot of people just like oh what's nba top shot and then you know and then once we told them they were like oh this is actually kind of interesting and a lot of people actually does the fictional uh fictional physical car trading trading um i'm not quite sure what the website is but apparently there's a place where you can send in your car or sorry you can buy in a fictional of the uh of the car worth uh say uh jama ran rookie car rated um, I don't know, PSA 9 or something like that are worth $200 and you can actually buy in. So if the car sold at 250 you
2: get a cut of that profit. So... Okay, you buy like 50 bucks of that card or something?
0: Yeah, so it's like Hood trading stock, right? You don't buy the full company. So Tesla was at $1,000. You can't afford $1,000, but you can buy in $200 worth of the Tesla share. Um, so it's similar like that. So once they told us that, we were just like, "Well, if you're doing digital, it, it's you know, pretty much the same thing. You don't really need a physical car anymore. You can just do digital."
2: Yes, they're they're almost kind of bridging their own gap, anyways. So yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. But presence is really important, like you say. They really need to be there to have a booth with NBA Top Shot, UFC Strike, and NFL All Day, and all that uh, to just be there because because. Um, there are many people that have well, kind of just heard of Topshop but don't know what it is all about and just can't be bothered looking into it because there's no presence there, I guess.
2: I guess in some ways that's more encouraging than everybody there had heard about it and didn't like it. No. You know absolutely. what I mean? Majority, like,
0: Yeah. Majority of people that we spoke to actually don't know much about Topshop. They might have heard it, but they don't know much about Top Shot and they just couldn't didn't bother to kind of investigate into it because their time um kind of fully invested into the physical car i guess right
2: yeah that's cool that's that was really that was really good to know i, I f- totally forgot to ask you last week we were too busy roasting each other relentlessly um to get to get to the bottom of it because it was it was really cool you, you really have done uh, you know davy you Kind of have carved out this little niche for you, where you're you're going to all these pretty amazing spots and spreading spreading the name of this product we're all in love with. So it's it's pretty admirable and pretty awesome to watch your journey. Yeah, appreciate
0: that. Uh, actually, you know that's what every Top Shot, uh, uh, you know that's that's our common goal, right? We want Top Shot to be successful so that we stay in this for the long run. Um, you know, that's just my thought. I think I'm not gonna. Um, I will. I will like, if something I don't like, I will find a constructive criticism and suggestion for them before I make any comments. I refrain myself make any comments without, um, you know, being able to provide them with some kind of solution. I guess.
2: Did uh, was did you talk about like NFL and UFC when you were there too? No, That's...
0: majority of the time that we would talk about. Um, and be a top shot, but because for myself, um, I'm not a huge NFL fan, anyways. So, and plus, I'm not a huge UFC fan. The only time I really support UFC is when Israel Adesanya is fighting or any Kiwi fighters uh, fighting. To be honest, sounds so,
2: sounds a little racist.
0: <laughs> you know, like you like New Zealand's only a small country. You got to support, <laughs> you know. <laughs> When you can, but um, yeah, so we majority of the time we talk about um, NBA Top Shop, but there are a few um, NFL card collectors we spoke to and we talked about uh, NFL all day with them. But it's, I would say 90% of our time we talk about NBA Top Shop. Is
2: uh, basketball cards the, the number one thing at these card collections?
0: That's a great question. Actually, I think football. Um, oh football cards
2: are really yeah yeah
0: football baseball um a lot of people we spoke to actually just like oh i don't like because we we try not to go right out of the gate saying hey do you do you like nba do you like nba top shop we usually just go um so what, what kind of card do you collect and most of the people actually say baseball and football um not even that many like, there are lots of basketball collectors, obviously, but uh, a lot of people we spoke to, that saying uh, they start off their collection because baseball and football.
2: That's interesting. It's funny because, you know, cliche, I'm in Canada and Ahmad too. Obviously, if there was a big national card convention, which I'm sure there is, Ahmad might know where the Canadian card convention is, it would be, what do you think, Ahmad, 90% hockey cards?
1: Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I don't know, but they're happening all the time. Man. But yeah, definitely hockey cards. You know, would, and then baseball,
2: dominate. and then basketball, and then football would probably be the fourth one.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of basketball. Actually, there was one like in close by. My buddy took told me about, and we went. And that yeah, was majority hockey, you know, McDavid, Matthews type thing. Um, but there was a lot of basketball and football. Not as much baseball, actually. I think baseball... Not as much of, baseball? Yeah, baseball, I think, it's a little bit on the downturn, popularity-wise.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's a bit of an old man game, too, so I think they are having a harder time converting the new, the young baseball fan.
1: Yeah, but I've been a little bit turned off by some of the... Like, I've been trying to go to different stores, and even at the conventions, like what Davey was saying is, some of these sellers, like, they either, like, refuse to sell for less than what they paid, or they'll slap a sticker on it and they won't update it like to the market price. So you'll check eBay and check the price. And some of them are like, no, well that's what I'm willing to sell it for. It's like, well, you got to kind of go by the current market. It's kind of ridiculous.
2: They won't sell for less than they paid. These guys don't top shot at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And like, it's like, if you mention eBay to like a card store, you know, that's maybe a bit been in the game for a long time. It's almost like an insult. It seems.
2: So even the like digital marketplace is almost an insult.
1: Probably. Yeah. They're like, they're still using their, uh, what's that magazine. I can't remember Beckett like Beckett. magazine. And yeah. they're going off of that, like every month, especially for hockey cards and like grading, like you can't bring, bring up grading, um, it's kind of like behind the times, you know, stuck in the past, even with cards.
0: Man, grading yep.
1: is so horrible. Like, you know,
0: how um, PSA had to had a huge backlog, so people don't get their card back for one year, and then they kind of just straight up refuse accepting cards for a good amount of time. I think it was like six or seven months, and not accepting anybody's cards to do grading. And PSA is the premier grading service. So
4: it's like the folks who uh go to the grocery store or go to the go to the store and buy the fantasy football kind of draft preparatory magazines, right? That uh are published like four or five months in advance and so they can get the, <laughs> hit the shelves, right? And by the time the season comes around they're irrelevant.
2: Half the guys are injured on their like top ten lists and whatnot. You know, um, you got cut off earlier, Jay. You almost, Our co-host almost spoke after a half an hour of silence and then we were like, no, screw that. Back to the hole with you. I just watched Deer Hunter again recently. Classic movie. I don't know if any of you have seen it. But I felt like we kind of... There's a scene where De Niro goes to the Vietnam War, him and Christopher Walken, and they get captured and, and the enemies kind of start sticking the uh, soldiers into this, like pit in the river. I felt like we've got Jay in the river pit from Deer Hunter.
0: On a lighter note, have you guys um, did you guys know that there were a online poker tournament between the Sacramento Kings, uh, I mean the Kingdom and uh, uh, Washington Wizards uh, Top Shot community and the Houston Rockets Top Shot community yesterday? No. How, how did that play out? It was actually really good fun. Um, so basically, they down uh, like everybody got given this uh, code. Oh, okay. So be- at the beginning, they put the words out, and then they randomly selected the thirty collectors from each uh, community, and it's kind of like a random draw. Uh, and then uh, whoever get on the list and get to play. And they had uh, Janie, Luke, uh, Mo, and also Pat Rip to come play. Um, uh, which was really good fun. they 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 just they had a ton of prizes. I think they had about four thousand dollars worth of prizes um, given out, and I'm a recipient of a couple of them, which is i'm um, I'm fully grateful for. And they had a brown uh, different bounties. Say, for example, if you knocked out the captains of the Sacramento Kings, you get a bounty of a rare moment somewhere. And if you knocked out a Deborah employee, not only are you going to get debit credits and you're going to get a moment that um, like, some of the captains put on um, for myself, I was... Yo,
5: I cut them off.
2: To... Let's cut off Davey. I think he's spoken oh, enough.
5: Let's cut off Davey oh, right now. Did you get you knocked know, out, Luke?
2: Did you get locked, knocked out?
5: Uh, I volunteered to stop playing.
2: You volunteered <laughs> to stop. You forced yourself to go all in on like a 4-7 offsuit. Yeah.
5: Yeah exactly and um, Davey happened to be on the table at the same time. I grateful
0: for that's why I didn't post any shit posts and then, <laughs> hey Luke you got beat and all that stuff you know I was grateful for it thank you Luke. Now what did you end up winning well cuz you won a couple of things right? I had no idea I just wanted to participate I I had zero <laughs> idea what I was going to win I literally was asking them in the chat this morning and they were like they were like, oh, you actually win three things. I was like, oh, really? I didn't even know that. I didn't Literally, I didn't even read the poster, to be honest. I just found out the time from the chat, and then I just kind of put my name in it. And they're saying, hey, you, you got into the one of the lists and show up at this time. I was like, yeah, sweet. I'll do that. And I didn't even check the actual poster. I didn't know what I won until I got it this morning.
5: Nice. Yeah, Davey took me out. Um, nothing. Not a crazy hand. Blinds were going up. I had to make a move. Davey made a better move uh, and took me out. So, well played. How, how did you end up finishing, mate? Uh, I think it was
0: like either 40-something or 30-something. I didn't. I didn't. Like, I <laughs> I had a horrible hand. I just like, oh, no, nah, I got to go on because my uh, nephew is going to college today. So, that was the last night hanging out with him. So, I um, decided to just go on and yolo it. And then it didn't work out for me. But I'm still happy.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, that's poker, right? You got to yeah, except that you're going to lose 99% of the times in those big tournaments, but it's still a lot. Um, but yeah, how are we doing Wolfpack?
2: We're doing good. Less drinky than usual, a little Sunday afternoon coffee.
5: <laughs> not absolutely right on a Sunday afternoon, that's good.
2: No, yeah, no, no, only I slept in, I worked at a nightclub last night, so I was up pretty late and then I woke up and directly got went out to jujitsu jitsu and fought for an hour and a bit and here I am. <laughs> Talking oh, to you guys, no. I know.
5: All I did was play this poker tournament and then get pretty high. That's what I did with my weekend. So I never <laughs> feel like a bit of a waster. <laughs> no, well.
2: I think that's okay. I've just been on a. I've had a lot of night shifts this week. It's been a weird week. So. I'm not used to. I'm. I'm too old to stay up past so late. And so, so four times in six days, I had to work till three a.m. So I'm just trying to force myself to do the the workouts in the afternoon and all that sort of stuff. And I found out once you work all night and then you wake up tired in the morning, it's like, geez, it's hard to keep track of what's going on with Top Shot. So good thing there hasn't been any controversies this week at all. Not one. So it's great. I, it's been the... I, any... <laughs> I actually did get in on the NFL pack drop. I don't know if any of you guys did, which seemed like a pretty good pack drop this week. Steve, are you in on the NFL? I noticed you started dipping your toes into the UFC stuff.
6: Uh, Not yet, but I will be very shortly.
2: Yeah. I think now's a good time, honestly, as the, as we're broaching just before the season. I mean, if there's a time in the next sort of few months that this thing's going to have a good couple of weeks, it's gotta be soon. I think, um, I don't know if you're a big NFL fan or not, but totally worth grabbing a like a fantasy list of like the top ten of each position and seeing if you can find some deals on some of those guys because I think some of the prices are pr- pretty decent.
6: So uh, I'm not a fan. Like I I don't I know nothing about NFL. Like point blank. Um, yeah. But this is why it's really interesting because I, you know, next on my list, we well, have a couple things on my list, but I do want to write like an NFL tool uh, to basically help me navigate through all day as like a new user who has nothing, who has no experience with football. Um, and I want to be able to pick things that will, yeah, kind of give me a little bit of like uh, utility, whatever challenges, whatever going through through the season. So um, yeah, see this as like a, an opportunity for me to build something. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks.
2: Oh, I love that. And you've been writing some really cool tools lately. Uh, we haven't seen you in a while and it seems like, or heard from you in a while, it seems like because you've been uh, deep in the lab coding again. Uh, kind of. I've
6: mostly been sick, to be honest. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I kind of got sick after my wedding, and uh, I haven't been feeling that great, but I'm still fighting off like a really bad cough, but uh, but yeah, uh, so I've been building some things. I You know, I pushed out that update today. I've been pretty happy with it. Um, I don't think people understand the significance of it, because I don't think there are tools that do the same thing, where you can get uh, kind of like a percentage overview of all the moments and sets. Um, like, to me, it's basically just like a bottleneck finder. So uh, if you want to f- like find bottlenecks really quickly, it's the best tool to do that. Um, so it'll be like, I'll be using it a lot uh, for the upcoming
2: season. I put it that way. I just linked it to everybody. I actually hadn't seen it yet myself just cause I've been so darn busy today. So give give me a, give me a little brief overview of what it does. So I, it literally will tell me the bottleneck in uh, well, any yeah, set.
6: So, I mean, I built it the original one, like maybe a month and a half ago, but, I wanted uh an overview of like, the entire market. first, I wanted to understand because Dabra does a poor job of doing it, sorry Luke uh but communicating how many moments are burned or in the locker room or whatever like we don't know it's they don't communicate that uh clearly as like a percentage, so I wanted like a high level overview, so I built that and I decided, well, I kind of want like a granular view as well like on a on a per moment basis, you know which moments have the most burned. Um, as a percentage, or which moments as a set have been have been burned the most? Um, so I have all that data. Basically, it's every insight you want to get. Um, I have that on my on my little website. So, you know, you can kind of dig around and click through. It's it should be pretty uh, straightforward.
2: I'm just clicking through right now. This is really cool. Um, Jay, have you been using Steve's new tools? I always
4: uh, I always try to check in every now and again with them um, but uh, I hadn't seen the new ones yet so I, I'm excited to, to hear that Steve good work I had figured I had figured uh, you know now that you got married that that it was the it was the old ball and chain that was keeping you away but you've been busy
6: yeah I've been busy I mean uh, this me being sick I kind of uh, thinks given me some more time to look at it um but I do have, like, a much more exciting thing I've been building um, that's completely different that I wanted to launch originally like a week or two ago, but got sick. Um, but that should be really fun, and I think a lot of people will love it. Uh,
2: so I, I, I can't wait to share that one. I, I really appreciated your UFC tool, Steve, as well. That's one where just even trying to, you know, I've, I've been trying to just have a little bit of UFC a little bit all day. So we're trying to get all the common uh, UFC moments and uh, it's been so nice to use your tool to actually see which moments I have in the set, you know, it's uh, their website. Isn't quite robust enough to track that. So that's I been a, a really a good
6: new, one. Uh, built a new sets page for the UFC tool as well. Um, so if you go to it, you'll, you know, quickly see what, yeah. like what sets you have complete. Um, no, it'll kind of it light up green, similar to uh, the green you would see on Top Shot sets page. Oh, perfect. Right. So it's kind of obvious to me. Like for, So, so I, I know I have the uh, Series 0 and Series 1 uh, contender um, sets complete. I got the hype sets yes. complete. Um, so that kind of stuff is really obvious to see at a quick glance. Which I think would be really helpful in the UFC app itself. So hopefully we'll
2: see that. Yeah, it'd be very helpful. It's it's a little harder to keep track of than some of the other ones, um, so I, I it's it's really appreciated. And they've done a bunch of airdrops where it's like, hey, if you own all the con- you know the contender moments and this and that, and you have to like before I was yeah making my own spreadsheets to see if I had all the moments listed. So yeah, it has been super cool. Um, all day. You said you're going to try to do a, an introductory guide to all day. The one tip I can give you, maybe it's good info, maybe it's bad info, but um, like top shot, they're broken into play types, right? Like there's, passing there's but there's a lot of different play types uh so really look through and notice that some of those play types are very underrepresented so if there's going to be challenges involving some of these like very niche play types there's sometimes only one or two moments that have that play type that would be my my tip for you to look into
6: that's a good observation i think the same thing happens on top of actually I, I think like steals are underrepresented um
2: there are certain moment types that are un- underrepresented, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good tip. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, like uh like kick return, you know, like a punt return and there's punt return and kick return. I can't remember which one. One of them only has one or two. One of them only has like a rare. There's not even a common.
6: So here's, here's a funny story uh, for everyone listening. But when I first joined Top Shot, like, you know, a- August or July of 2020, um, you know, as a basketball fan NBA fan, but, I wasn't like super connected to all the players. Like I knew the Raptors basically. I didn't know everyone else on their other team. So I didn't know what to buy. Uh, so what I ended up doing was I scraped all the all-star votes for every player, like for in, across the league. And then I rank ordered them like their moments in the marketplace to kind of figure out which ones are a good value based on how popular they are and how many votes they got. Um, and it kind of helped me better understand high level really quickly, like which are the most popular players in the league. Uh, so I'll likely be doing that for all day. Um, now I understand football, I think, is heavily uh, weighted towards the quarterback. Um, so I'll likely do the same voting thing, but I'll break it down uh, per position um, and try to rank order it that way. Because I think that's kind of like the most uh, – that's how like an engineer would approach this problem, like with fresh eyes. I, I don't know if, I, if I'm wrong there.
5: Um, when I joined Top Shot as a collector, I just figured out which players I knew, and that sided to buy in. So, shout out to Steve for being much smarter than myself, and probably many others who were like, damn, I shouldn't that, very smart. Uh, I'm really curious to see how it works out for NFL as well.
7: Hey, I was going to jump in. Steve, if you're Getting into all day and learning teams, can I lobby for you to be a Packers fan?
6: Uh sure. My only conflict is that, like, the closest team to me is Buffalo. I have been to Buffalo. Team. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, if they do start to have uh, team captains and, and giveaways for teams, I kind of want to give. I kind of want to get give Buffalo giveaways, right? But, uh, but yeah, Packers would be pretty awesome too. I like the Packers because it's the only team, as far as I know, that's still. Owned by the community right
7: it it is you can you can become a shareholder which means nothing um they really need to like jump into and embrace web3 and and make those like shareholders like nfts or something like that um but uh yes it's it's owned by the community and there's no owner overhead which usually helps um i think when you see like daniel snyder or some of these crazy owners that for whatever, at least for Green Bay, they usually always make good football decisions because it's not like it's some owner that's trying to save money on anything.
4: I was going to say, as a Vikings fan, you know, owning a, owning part of the Packers is like, uh, you know, paying to have a star named after yourself.
7: It's, it's, it's <laughs> completely worth it. <laughs> I wanted to make the Packers comment because I knew we had some Vikings fans in here, too. That was part of the reason why I decided to do that. Can we put Luke on the spot? I want to know how many NFL teams Luke knows.
5: <laughs> right, maybe about six. Rams. Raiders. Oh, shit. It's not going well so far. Um, the, the Packers, whoever you just said. Oh, God. I know <laughs> I can name more. Sunday's a bad time, okay?
2: <laughs> Big. Who's the biggest <laughs> fan base in the league, Luke? Um, They're the most valued sports franchise in North America. Their valuation.
5: Yeah, I, I remember this because we did a we did a trivia night with oh, a long, long time ago, like seven, eight months ago, and it was like, "What's the most high value team in the whole world across all sports?" And it was like an NFL team. It was like I want to say it was Cowboys or something like that.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah,
5: okay. See, yeah. I remembered it from a previous trivia where I was shot.
2: Learning, I didn't hear how this started. Sorry, someone showed up at my door and I had to take my headphones off. How did we get Luke naming NFL teams?
7: I put (laughs) him on the spot. I
2: like it.
5: He was like, Come on, Luke. Um, I don't know how many many NFL teams are there altogether?
2: 32, I think.
7: 32,
5: yep. So there must be, like, a high amount of crossover with, like, NBA teams, NFL teams in terms of the cities they're based in.
7: Yeah.
2: Yes.
5: So what what cities are there NBA, NFL teams where they're not NBL
7: team, NBA teams?
2: Uh, Seattle now.
7: Green Bay, Seattle, Jacksonville.
2: Yep. Uh, uh, Kansas City. Yep.
7: Oh, damn. it's quite a lot.
2: Um Buffalo. That's not many, though. Yeah, Buffalo. No, but oh, yeah. I was gonna say Buffalo's team, but I was thinking hockey. Um, Yeah.
6: No, no, no. That's
2: true. That's right. Yes, Tennessee Titans. Yeah.
0: The words is Las Vegas will be getting an NBA team in 2025. Is LeBron going to be an owner? (laughs) Probably not. Uh, someone, someone else, I think.
7: I could see LeBron being an owner and then, um, getting his son on the team with him. I think Bronny will be eligible by then.
0: I, I think his ultimate goal is owning Lakers.
1: Lakers? No.
2: I think, so. uh, I think he'll go somewhere else. I think he'll end up like owning part of the Cavaliers, or like uh, Ahmad said, starting, starting back on the uh, Vegas team.
1: I don't think LeBron's going back to Cleveland at this point. All his uh, media interests are in
2: California. True, true. Las Vegas would be close uh, enough. When will
1: LeBron get a Top Shot ownership account? Huh? That's the real question.
2: That's it.
0: I don't know. Luke's gone on silence,
2: bro. Right, uh, no, yeah, just, well, <laughs> I
5: he's just. He's just texting LeBron that.
2: right now. He's texting. him. He's yeah. like, Yo, when are you getting an account?
5: Yeah, they did not even think me and LeBron are on the WhatsApp group chat together or something. But I can't. I've no no answer there because LeBron doesn't tell me what he's signing up
7: to. I'm afraid. Luke doesn't know who LeBron is, guys. Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this and, is this is be nice to Luke week. Oh, is it? I think a lot of people missed that memo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going to trash the shit out of you still. Don't worry. No, you know, but we do, we do it with love. We do it with love. I welcome it. Um, yes. As long as it's above board. I above the belt.
5: board, to be honest.
2: <laughs> Jay or Steve or someone fill me in. I've been pretty, like I said, away from the top shot all week. So what, what's some news other than, is it just a lot of leaderboard chasing this week? That wasn't even making a thinly veiled joke about all the commotion, Um, which we can talk about if everybody wants to, we're not, we're, you know, I don't know if we need to. the,
6: The commotion is the, basically the person who is the biggest attention whore in the space wants attention. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's basically yeah. what
2: um, I feel like a bit of that too. Like you, you don't even, it's like that Trump thing where whatever you like Trump, I'm not judging you, but it got to the point for me where I was like, if you hate it so much, why do you keep talking about it all the time? You know, like, I, I feel like it's, it's gotten to that point where it's like, okay, just, you could just leave the doors there. The, the party's, it's like when you're at a party and there's that one annoying guy and he insists he's not the annoying guy. And it's like, everybody here just wants you to leave. All right.
6: Well, you know, I said that earlier in the Wolfpack chat, but you know, I, I'm just, a, at this point, whether it's like our NFT community or any other NFT community or any community, it's either you're, you're you're making it better or you're making it worse. <laughs> like, uh, let, I, honestly, I think it's that it's that black and white to me where uh you're either actively contributing or just even passively contributing just by being there just just by being present, you're an active contributor um, but then there's like the negative part of people just like fighting it and kind of destroying whatever community we have and it's very clear some people just love to be miserable and misery loves company, and they won't be happy until we're all all unhappy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to let someone make me unhappy because they're unhappy. Like, too bad. Like, his, their life might be miserable, but mine isn't. Mine's pretty great. Yeah. Man,
5: ever, since, ever since Steve got married, he's become so deep. Um, he's a changed man. I know, you know he's I, so
2: positive. I know.
5: <laughs> Jake's aside, I think it's, like, super fair to say. And I think that this isn't something that just happens in NFT communities, right? Like, it happens in communities, especially online in general. Um, you know I don't I think Steve said it best but I'd also want to add on like there was discussion around oh what does this mean about you know tops taking moments and stuff like that like it's already something that happens right I think it kind of was a bit of a what's that phrase Seeing the woods through the trees here where like everyone wanted to focus on that and it was more just like no like we're just trying to highlight that you can't just be consistently abusive Like, look we're not coming at people for, like, every joke or every comment or every line. Like, no, not all. Steve will back this up. He knows. I've said to him before, just lay into me if you want to. And he doesn't. But I've offered that way. It's like, if you need to vent, like, do it. The difference is when it's, like, a continuous, repeated attack against individuals, that's when, like, even if we don't want it, even if we're fine with it as individuals, the Dapper team are like, no, this isn't okay. And I think in this specific instance, it's easy to not see that because it's, uh, you know, you know, comments about myself and Eddie, like, we've got pretty thick skin, we can take jokes, we're not personally going to be too bothered by it, but you have to keep in mind that these people also go off after other colleagues. I've seen some really nasty comments written publicly about some of my colleagues who aren't public-facing, and they don't deserve to get, like, that said about them at all. And so we have to have a consistent sort of reminder of, like, look, you can't just say whatever you want and continue to use the marketplace. Um, And I think that was kind of lost a little bit, and people focused on maybe the wrong thing. Uh, we're not policing Twitter. To be honest, a lot of stuff just gets said and nothing happens. Like We're not really coming after it. It's when people consistently and continuously make a point to, to get tags and to get into conversations and to make sure people see things that are being said about them. Does that make sense? I'm, I mean, 100% no, yeah, makes sense. Yeah.
6: Makes. And all of that, like, Luke, to me, it's like the DAF employees especially, they can't defend themselves. They're not allowed to, basically. Uh, so you, you can be thrown under the bus all day long. Um, but you're, you can't really go after someone because then just, they'll, they'll go after your job point blank. Right. Um, so I hate that kind of shit. Uh, you know, in a couple of days, I don't want to mention his name because he just loves the, the attention, but you know, threatening to join the nine lives lounge for the sole purpose of trolling it. Like, come on, that that's unacceptable for any community. You can't join a community with the intention of shitting all over that community. Like it doesn't it's, matter what community it is. It's so fucking awful. And uh, yet um, yeah. of what he says. You know, it's like, fuck. And then you get people retweeting it and liking it. I'm like, damn, birds of a feather flock together. Like, people who retweet that stuff, it's like they're just outing themselves as like, you know, of similar personalities. And I, I, I can't stand for that. Like, if someone wants to come out from my community that I love, you know, like, I, I, I'm not going to sit by idly and let You know, those people trash people that
2: are volunteers. Are you kidding? Yeah, the interesting part, too, that I, I, you know, I've mentioned this before, too, but I hate how being against, you know, being like, hey, maybe it's not so bad that you're not allowed on the marketplace. It's immediately flipped as like, well, you're a top shot, Maxi, You're a bootlicker. You're this or this or this. It's like, no, it's not true. Like, you take Steve, for example. I have hosted three-hour Sp- wolfden spaces where steve's laid into dapper but he didn't do it in a way that was fucking rude you know or uh, just yeah well, so constant you know that's a great
5: point as well He'd laid to dapper if steve's never came in and be like did you see what mo announced in discord fuck mo no he's not he's been like i don't agree with this announcement from dapper he doesn't he he can see that there's an individual and there's a team and that like it doesn't make sense to even go after the individual you don't actually achieve what you want which comes back to that feeling of like what are they trying to do here? they're just trying to troll um and like individuals you could even say that but like it's just i think it's really easy for people to get caught on their high horse and focused on like specific things and kind of running wild with it when really it's like all that really happened is somebody that was being abusive online was asked to stop doing that, or they weren't able to use the product or service in question. But that's kind of it. Which and isn't and then
2: they chose the nuclear option of outing that discourse and trying to make a story about it. Uh, and turning it into this, like, ammo and this whole Web 2 versus Web 3 versus decentralized, yada, yada, yada. You know, which it's been nice to see like Steve said, some people who choose to support that rhetoric or whatever, but it's been nice to see a lot of people, even from the ETH world sort of being like, Oh, so you don't go on OpenSea or you don't go on this or that, you know, like what are we, what are you guys talking about here? This is all connected and, and things can happen on any of these platforms. You know,
6: I, I posted, I posted a, a couple of tweets today. I don't like I was trying to, I was trying to make a point, but I posted a couple of screenshots of a terms of service and in the terms of service, I highlighted the fact that, um, you know, you weren't allowed to basically have abusive behavior on the platform. Right. And I posted it on, on a couple different threads. Um, I didn't get the responses. Like I, no one really commented on it, but basically cause no one noticed it, but uh, it was a terms of service from board ape yacht club. And uh, if no one realized it, but basically they have the same, they have the same thing in their terms of service. So it's, Basically, what my point is, it's standard across the board. If you want to be a, abusive in a community, it's not tolerated. Like whether it's on 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 you know Top Shot or Board Eight Yacht Club or Gutter Cats or whatever, whatever community you're in, if you want to use it as a vehicle for hate and abuse, it's not going to be tolerated. Like and, and, and policing that isn't like oh my god, this is a Web two thing. No, it's a it's one. It's a legal thing, but uh, but it's just it's not it's not allowed.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Just to add on as well, like I, I feel pretty confident saying this, even though I'm, you know I'm not Dapper Legal Team and probably shouldn't speak on it too much. But like, we're not offboding someone for one tweet. It just doesn't happen. There's not one tweet that's gotten written that's been like, oh, well, that's it. They're got you know. now I'm not saying it couldn't happen. You know, people might tweet something absolutely crazy to test this. I wouldn't recommend it. But my point is that like, it's never just they tweeted one thing they've and It's like, okay, this has been a systematic and repeated issue that we've tried to resolve with warnings and discussions and not had progress. You know, I, I think that's reasonable enough. If people have further concerns and, like, you know, maybe you're listening you don't want to come up and ask now, feel free to DM me and ask about it. If you're really concerned, you can get in touch with our legal team and we'll make that happen, you know? Like, um, Eddie, for example, has not about this issue or anything like this, but he's met the legal team before because he had an issue he wanted to talk about the nll stuff and we put them in touch like these aren't some hidden in the background people one of our lawyers is actually on twitter for example you could even dm him if you really wanted not that i would recommend it because he's a busy guy but my point is that like we're not trying to hide this we're just trying to acknowledge that like you can't be out of line consistently for a year straight and then not expect us to ask you to stop that's kind of where my head's at
2: i think it makes total sense it's it's honestly pretty reasonable and i Not saying that because I run a top shot centric podcast either, and I'm obliged to say that. I just, as a reasonable person, it's not. It's not that crazy, you know. There's Mm -hmm. not many places in life you can go in and act like an asshole for a year, whether it's vindicated or not, and not get kicked out of that establishment. You know why it's web three have to be different?
6: Because I was there early. I was there before anyone else, like early Discord days. Uh, this same person was just as toxic. They they were banned multiple times on Discord. I actually fought to get them back in the Discord. Like that's it. So it's not new. This isn't like oh this this is a one time thing. This is a person with like a string of abusive uh, abusive language and and behavior and and you know things are just upsetting. It's it, it, this is going on two years honestly two years now that I've seen it in my life and. Um, it's just like, it's it's always walking this line of like, you know, just enough where he's not like actually, you know, it's just, you know, it's, just, so it's, I don't know. I, I think, I think this is a long time coming and, and it's a warning shot. Like, really, it's just an email, it's just a polite email saying like, don't be an asshole. And, and I think that's fair, honestly.
2: Yeah. And just using that now as ammo to try to build his army of, people who love to hate on shit uh it's lame can i can i just York. jump in real quick because jump in I, I think steve, no real I think, only long not quick like only yeah. long
7: um i think steve hit it on too like i i feel like i jump in and i know if, if those of you that have chatted with me before and in, in various discords that i get labeled as very pro dapper and i'd like to feel like a lot of times i chime in where i feel like it's being unfair overly negative to the other side Um, and, and so like, I don't follow this guy, but something came across the timeline and I know I was kind of got in, then Luke got dragged in. Um, and Luke, you kind of hit it. We both got thick skin. I kind of laughed it off, but like, it's still, obviously it's like a cumulative effect. I think the the thing, if I, if I want to get something off my chest and I I don't really want to engage on it anymore, like responding to him is I love the people that are saying that top shot is soft by having their lawyers send him something. When I made a joke about him being hypocritical and he, Dialed it up about ten notches, like that to me is the definition of soft. But um, it it's I have to remind myself that this guy is looking for attention, and so even as much as I want to chime in of you know the unfairness in some of the stuff that said it's almost just better not engaging anymore. So that's probably gonna be what I'm going to do. Although I have a really hard time doing it. Um, so that's all I wanted to yeah. say.
2: Very much soft. I, I, I don't
6: want to say I don't want to say that he messaged me in early Top Shot days asking me for my feedback on his resume because he was applying to Dapper and he got rejected. I don't want to say this, but it may or may not have happened. Um, so maybe he's a little butthurt. I, 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 possibly. Possibly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially being in the same town as Dapper. Luke's uh, just wo- like... Luke's. Wolf, t- <laughs> what about- Luke's tiptoeing back into this. Homer Simpson going back into the bushes right now. <laughs> I want to heart, no comment line. <laughs>
1: uh, I like this version of Steve though. I like it. What about the uh, loss in the shuffle? Was the death of the NBA Top Shot kiosk the booth won't be happening anywhere? What are your uh, guys' thoughts on that?
2: I hadn't heard this. Give me the yeah. give me the story.
1: Yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I think Janie might have tweeted that it was just a bit too much work um, given the return. But I'm just kind of curious what other in real life connections Top Shot can make if they don't have that. I think a lot of folks kind of thought having that visual representation of Top Shot would go a long way. Um, But I guess it doesn't get the same bang for the buck um, as what they expected. I'm not sure if I am allowed to change the topic. (laughs) no this i mean i think this is a really valid point um i don't know exactly
5: what jamie said but i think it's not i wouldn't want us to say like this is a never say never situation i think what jamie probably was talking about was that you know it was the booth was awesome and like it was great there's also like a, a lot of work that goes into it both preparing it getting it set up literally even just buying all the stuff for it right um whereas like say what we did at vegas this year we still had a presence, so we still signage about, but it was a bit more like generic, like those same posters could be used again, that sort of thing. It wasn't like we're going to build a kiosk and it's going to fit exactly in here. Um, and I think that we're not against kiosks in general, like as a concept, we think it's awesome. But it's that it hasn't seen the return so far that we would hope or want. And so, like, it doesn't make sense to just keep repeating it. It makes more sense to be like, well, let's let's see what else we can do. Let's see what else might work. And it might be a case that the kiosk needs to be done in a different way or at a different timing or a different location or whatever it is. Um, and just, just add a bit of color to it, so like I don't want people to think that uh, we're fully the death of the kiosk. It's more like the retirement of the kiosk rather than the death. We might be back, um, but for now, semi-retired. But it's a really valid point, though, Like, what else people might want to see from IRL engagement and IRL presence as well.
2: I saw you listening beforehand when Davey was talking about the card convention, Luke. What did you think about his uh, sort of summary that it maybe was, a, was the place that really needed a thing like the booth?
5: I mean, first of all, it was really hard to listen to Davey. Um, I, could hear, I could hear his arrogant pride after knocking me out of the poker tournament last night. I could hear it coming through. Um, but other than that, I thought it was incredible. But his sort of insight the and story there, did I did actually show Davey. Um, I'm definitely going to be sending the recording over to the team to take a listen because I think it's great. Um, and outside of that as well, like I do think uh, have presence at car events makes sense. However, like it comes back to what's the right way to do it? Is it a big fat kiosk that's flashy and loud and you can like see a lot of buzz around it maybe or is it more like craft roots's approach where we empower people like Davey and steady and we have collector on collector experience and conversations maybe. You know, I think there's multiple ways to go, and I hope and I expect we'll see experimentation on both fronts in the coming years. Where it's, I don't want to say the same kiosk, but it's that approach. And then there's also the like, let's try different approaches as well. Um, I, because I, I basically overall I agree with Davey that like we need a presence of these arenas and these um, what do you call them? Confer- not conferences, conventions and conventions and stuff like that. Like they happen all all the time. how quite closed off community to a degree. And if we can get sort of more top short discussion and awareness in there, I think that's a big win.
2: Davy, it sounds like you got to get a job here, bro.
0: <laughs> no, I can't. I, I, I still need to collect. I can't let my collection go. I, I'm constantly buying and I need to, I, I'm not a well, so I can't afford to, you know, constantly just buying without selling some. So I'm constantly looking at upgrading my collections all the time. And that's just been my approach to Top Topshop. Um, I want to, you know, um, be able to collect some of the stuff that I want. Um, and most of them are rare. So I have to get some common packs and hopefully hit some good ones and then sell it. And then I'll be able to buy rare. So that's my approach all the time. I, I have a set amount of money that I'm putting away for my kids as college fund. Set amount of top on Topshop. And this is the set amount of top Topshop money. And it's not enough for me to go all out. So I have to think of creative way to kind of, you know, sell something and then buy something that I want. So I'm not I, I'm not ready. <laughs> I I'm happy to be the contractor, um, but you know, um, not quite ready, working for that. What you what, you what are you what are you trying
6: to uh, or what are you eyeing these days, David?
0: Oh, I—I I mean, I—I I wanted to collect the extra spice set, um, and I'm eyeing Stephen Adams' Top Shop debut. But the, you know, hopefully one day I get the legendary and rare moment. I currently only have one, um, but I bought another one because I had a chance to meet him. I was going to give him one and get him started. Hopefully, convince him to get on the Top Shop. But he rolled his ankle at the uh, Golden State Warrior games. So I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. Uh, after the game but I, I saw him but I just didn't have enough time to kind of hey look I got your top shot debut moment check this out and I just didn't have that time for that so hopefully in the next season I get to see him again I can give him his top shot debut moment get him going to the platform basically what I'm trying to say is I want to collate um, you know Stephen Adams moment Chris Paul moment those are the moment that
2: I really want. What's your relationship to Steven Adams?
0: Oh I just Another kiwi supporting another kiwi. That's um, mm. you why,
2: know? right? I forgot he was a kiwi.
0: Yeah, so so that's that's why I always have to support kiwis when I see them in international stage. So, uh,
5: David, I'm wondering on the, on the topic question, what what would be your like dream presence that uh, Top could have at some of these card conventions? I'm not smart enough to answer that question
0: because I think Genie. Put up, I put up a good point when she's saying that she's not looking for um, having a booth in um, NBA NBA games because um, the experiments. That's basically um, I I'm, I might call her wrong, but she was basically saying that when they experimenting at the Las Vegas last time, it wasn't good return of investment and it takes a long time for a lot of users to sign up to Topshop for the first time. So take half an hour trying to explain to them how to sign up how to kind of get them into it just not the best use of their time um and you know like that's what she was saying and she can use that um that that fund that she can save on community events like you know the one that we already have in the top shot of the tour which is awesome i i think that's that should be the way to go but i'm not smart enough to kind of suggest them hey this is what you should do to be more efficient and you know but um you know i love the community events that's what i'm here for i'm, I'm here for the community so um if they want to put more money in the community events like the las vegas one i'm all for it uh I, you know that that's what i love about top shot
2: would it make sense at these conventions, Davey, If there was a booth that did all three of the, the dapper sports collectibles, but you know, because you sign up to one, you kind of are signed up to all of them, right? Yeah.
6: Absolutely. Would that make
2: more sense to have a presence for all three, so you can you can be onboarding people to sort of three platforms instead of just one? If 100%. it takes a few minutes, yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And that goes back to what I said before: how they had the internet problems and how they were Uh, How we were having a hard time trying to sign people on, it takes like at least 10, 20 minutes to sign just one new user on, which is a pain in the butt. And also because we had to kind of keep track of how many people are signed on um, as well, which is make the process even further. Um, So I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is that we need to find a more more efficient way to do this so that we're not going to kind of, you know, give uh, users a bad impression when they first sign up. So you know, like you want to be telling the user, okay, uh, Shop is super easy to use and it's very fast and efficient how you can sign up. But we can't just go, oh man, we have to wait until the internet for the page to load and all that. Even though it's not Topshop's fault, but they will associate a negative feeling towards Topshop, which I don't want. So we need to find an efficient way to be able to sign users on to tell them how easy it is, and um, you know, show them that it's it, it's much more convenient to do this. Uh, digital collectible thing rather than just kind of shove them in the face you know
2: and getting onto one can easily get you onto the nfl platform or the whatever platform
0: yeah so we kind of just need to develop a um, steps so that user will feel like okay this is really user-friendly it's easy for me to do my grandma can do this and that that would be the best way to go for but like I say, I'm not smart enough to develop those steps. It's up to Steve blockchain to be able to make a cool video and short video for easy for people to understand, to uh, sign on board uh, users, I guess.
2: Um, I'm just trying to think like, you know, cause I, I think with the Vegas thing, I'm, I wasn't there obviously, but I heard it took a long time because they were signing people up and you could buy sort of a moment that they were gonna create right there. And people were opening packs on the thing. Is there a way you could sign? Do you think this would work, Davey, at a convention where if you signed up someone and they got like a dapper one free common pack token and you could cash that in on any of the platforms on a pack drop? Luke, is that like out of the spectrum of what could be done? Do you, do you understand what I mean? Like you sign up at this card convention and you get one free pack. The next time there's common pack drops, like almost like some t- kind of token that gets you a free pack. Would that be like a way to do it, Davey? Do you think can, that would get I, like interest? Can I just interest? jump in real quick? Jump in. Um,
0: Steady actually did that. Um, he actually, basically uh, any new user signed up at the convention were uh, able to get a free pack from Deborah And um, also Steady himself actually um, offered that, um, if you sign up as a new user and you sign up the form that they have on their website and um, you're legitimately a new user and he will actually send a moment to you from your favorite team. So, um, so he actually did that. And it was very encouraging. A lot of people were keen to do it. It's just that, like I say, again, it's the stupid internet that took ages yeah. that people sign on, but most of the people are very polite. They wait around and all that. But like I say, um, coming um, being a customer service background for a long time and I know how they feel like you can kind of pick up on their body language. They're kind of getting impatient and all that, but it's not their fault. It's internet's fault. So, yeah.
2: And that might go to Janie and Luke's point of, you know, it's probably expensive as hell to set up your own server and have hardwired internet in at one of these conventions, plus pay for the booth space, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. And
0: you can't, you can't just having cell packs. Like, Top shop like, you know, like you can't just sell packs to people right there and then to try to expect make money back. And it's, I guess, they have to find a more efficient way. Maybe there's a merch, some cool merch that um, have NBA Topshop logo on it that you can sell to to kind of make the return uh, right away there rather than selling them a pack. So have a physical goods there, uh, some cool physical good, goods there to attract people to buy those gears first and then, you know, sign up to the platform, maybe, you know.
2: Aaron, you've got your hand up. Welcome to the show, Aaron.
8: (laughs) Hey, how's it going, guys?
2: Good. How are you doing?
8: Uh, Pretty good. So there's a few things I wanted to touch on here, and this is not meant to be any sort of dapper slander. This is just something that I've experienced firsthand that I've really appreciated is the efforts that Candy has done. They have contracts with eight individual teams. I know part of the reason – I have a little inside info here – Part of the reason why the Top Shot hasn't had as much of the in-arena presence is the individual team contracts. So it is what it is. But from my personal firsthand experience, Candy has a deal with eight MLB teams, uh, one of them being the Minnesota Twins, where for a couple games this year, every single uh, season or For one, the season ticket holders got a special NFT that they could redeem. They got an email for it, kind of very, very low-key advertising. But then there were a couple other games that were dedicated NFT nights, where if you went to the game and you had a special ticket that you – or you had any ticket that you redeemed through the MLB Ballpark app, you were sent an email within the next uh, 72 hours – to redeem a ticket that was, con- or uh, NFT that was connected to the ticket that you purchased and scanned for entry that had your seat location on it. It was, you could sell it, you could do whatever the hell you wanted with it. You didn't have to do anything. You just claimed it. They would read, they put a serial number on it, but it was, and then they would hit you with subsequent emails saying, oh, you redeemed this Ticket for Byron Buxton NFT night. Come check out the other Minnesota Twins moments on the site. Great introduction. Obviously, NFTs in general have a little bit of a stigma on them. People don't really understand, but it, like there was in stadium advertising that said, hey, check your email in the next couple days. You'll get an email regarding a free NFT for this game. Didn't have to claim it, but if you did claim it, cool, you can sell it. You can sell it for whatever you want to do. And I would see people checking their phones when they would see it on the big board. Now, if this was happening at the NBA arenas, I know I went to 20 plus Timberwolves games last year. There was no top shot presence anywhere in any of the games. And it was just, it was frustrating to see. And I think they could have done so much more with it. And then also, I, I believe Dave was talking about going to the National, if that was the card convention I came in right when that conversation was stopped. Candy also had a booth there where you could go and when you signed up, you got a redemption link for a free NFT on their site. Little little stuff like that. I don't, when I hear the uh, the return wasn't worth it, I don't think the effort might have been there from top shot. So I'm sorry if that last part was a little crude, but I think if you really wanted to put the effort out there, I think people just need to see the top shot logo. They need to hear the top shot name. And I think more people will come around once they hear about it. So that's where I'm at.
2: I don't think you were rude at all, Aaron. It's okay to have criticism. As long as it's directed at Luke and Luke only.
8: I love Luke.
2: Davey, what do you got?
0: I was just going to echo what Aaron has said. And it's true because um, from my own experience, uh, Golden State Warrior actually partnering with um, FTX uh, this se- well, last season so uh, there's a few games uh, where they provide free NFT for uh, people in arena. So they will have a uh, like a printout of like the sheets laying around the seats, saying that hey, you get a free NFT when you when you come to the game tonight. Or they they send an email to all the uh, season holders and also whatever you sign up to the newsletter or whatever, saying that if you come up to this game tonight, you will get a, um, a Golden State Warrior memorial, kind of 75 years anniversary uh, NFT um, uh, on, I think it was Salona. I think so. Yeah, Salona uh, on uh, FTX. Uh, so as long as you download FTX, you'll get these NFT. And and Golden State Warrior has been doing that um, this whole season. I think of myself, I actually got three or four of them uh, just for attending the game, uh, which is pretty cool. And yeah, that, it's not hard to do. And I remember also uh, Top Shot actually had done it in the All-Star game where they had the uh, the Cole show up on the Jumbo Trunk and as well as on the TV for people to uh, get that... Was it get that free moment? I can't remember exactly. I think it was getting free moments um, or the slam dunk moments or I can't remember exactly, but um, I think they had done that. And um, I guess, you know, it's not that hard. Um, but I think Jenny was specifically saying the last Las Vegas event, not saying... Um, or, like, kind of not kind of uh, saying that, oh, we're not going to do any of the booth in any of the NBA stadium. It's just that the last time that they did it in Vegas, it wasn't very sufficient, I guess. Um, and that's what she was talking about. I, I don't think she was trying to saying that shutting down or the possibility to have booth in the NBA games, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say.
5: Yeah, if, I think the building that, like at the end of the day, it's like an opportunity cost, right? Like everything everything you do, period, has an opportunity cost. When you do it for a billion-dollar company, that doesn't change. So it's like, okay, do we do a booth at this event or do we instead run out a gym and have a big party and let the community just celebrate for the sake of the community, right? You know, it's like you could in theory do both but you need more time and budget, et cetera, to do both. So it's like these opportunity costs are constantly being thought about and discussed in a way where it's like, well, let's – and I think there's always this sort of bias to try to think we haven't yet as part of the opportunity cost because what if the reward for this other thing is actually higher? What if doing something new brings in a better ROI, more new user sign-up, more excitement and hype, et cetera? Like, I think that's kind of where the mindset's at. Um, and like to your point earlier, Wolf, and and you know just for Aaron jumped in Aaron, I appreciate your input as well. But you're talking about what if there was this like you signed up at the uh, c- c- like a card collecting convention, and then you would get a free pack during the next drop, like stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's totally possible. We'd have to build for it. We'd have to make it possible. But like, it's definitely in the of something we could do. But if we only repeat the same kiosk, we never even. Sort of experiment or try those ideas. And one of the things that Dapper Labs really, like, from the top down, emphasizes on is like, iterate and improve. Like, try something. If it works, make it better. If it doesn't work, try something else. Um, they tend to articulate it a lot better than that. But, like, that's something that uh, they've truly drilled into us. And that's why when Janie's saying, hey, kiosk isn't working that well, here's why, she's not saying we won't try and make it better or we won't do something similar. She's saying we need to start thinking like, what Wolf said and what Davey talked about and Aaron as well of like, okay, what about if we did this, this and this and so like but you can't do the this, this and this if you're still doing that. I don't know if these things are making sense some these vague terms, but I think people get what I'm saying here where it's like the lack of repeating the kiosk, I honestly think is probably a good thing because it means we're gonna see something else. like we're not about to just stop doing all fun marketing new user growth activations instead we're gonna say, okay, let's find ones at work and keep going until we do.
2: Aaron, you're, you're on the bubble here. You can rebuttal.
8: Uh, no, I, I really appreciate Luke's commentary on all this, and I appreciate him coming in and speaking on this when he doesn't have to. I know time zone differences, whatever. I One question I do have for Luke in particular, and I totally understand if he can't comment on this, is um, content creator involvement. Um, Seeding packs relatively low cost um, from the dapper end I would think again I don't know the financials involved but w- would there be has it been discussed and to what extent as far as um, providing packs for people like Mike Zikarian Team Hold uh, the different communities out there the Timberwolves Den, the Top Shot Kingdom, the Space Cities, whatever they're called, uh, the Packaliers, seeding them additional like packs to give away on stream. Versus, I know a lot of things are community funded, um, but the fact that you know a lot of these people are also doing what is basically free promotion have has there been much talk about maybe giving them a little something on behalf of dapper to provide
0: can i just jump in and answer real quick aaron so uh just because i i know some of the things and i'm a recipient of some of these um free packs and things as well so for the um they actually have been doing this um and um uh i have been doing that too like like i'm trying to remember what i did they were giving out 24 packs uh for the content creator to give out uh each content creator to give out so that um to celebrate the birthday uh
8: yeah i I mean i mean beyond that for like the regular streams that these people are doing i know luke uh gave me the ability to give out i think 10 packs back in the fall too as well so thank you, Luke, for that. Um, I, I just meant in advance or beyond that. On a Something for the the
2: person themselves, not for them to give away to the community. You were sort of implying, right, Aaron?
8: Yeah. So yeah. Like like if when like I'm active in the team hold Discord. I'm active on their streams. You can see my name, whatever. I'm. I just mean, you're a big like,
2: deal. You're a big deal. Nah, not just nah. fucking yeah. <laughs>
8: <laughs> not even. But I appreciate that, but I mean, just like for like the team hold streams that's i use that as an example because i'm very active in their community uh just just for what they're regularly doing you know the giveaways are primarily crowdfunded from everybody there's a lot of very generous people in that i was just wondering if there's been much talk of you know the ability from dapper to throw some packs for them when they're doing the stream giveaways to I'm not just curious about that. um, Yeah, definitely. Um, We
5: have multiple things happening already on that front. Um, You know, like, we don't tend to always necessarily announce it because we want to focus on, like, the fun giveaway rather than, like, oh, look, we're giving stuff away. But, you know, everything from Moment Ranks play to Mike Shaker and ripping a few packs to Steady Breaks to um, Live Token with his really cool uh, quiz Discord bot, like, stuff like that. And multiple times we've given packs for that. We don't tend to do it like as a regular thing um, because like then it becomes a bit of a, like how do you, how do you make this, everyone okay with this, right? Say so, let's say Team Hold because um, I really like Mike as an individual. I also like Team Hold, right? So I'm happy to just trash Team Hold now and Mike will know that it's all love. Let's say I said, okay, we're going to give uh, Own The Moment 10 packs a week for them to stream and open, right? Which is something we've done in the past. But then maybe Mike said like, but you're only giving me five packs. And I'm like, well, yeah, Mike, because Team Hold has a lower view account and lower engagement. And Mike's then like, yeah, but if you gave me more, I'd get higher. And then I'm like, well, okay, we can try that. But then if it does drive the numbers up, the next person can be like, well, I want more. Or if it doesn't work, then we take them back from Mike, and then he's like, well, now there's still this disparity. So suddenly it's like, well, how do we determine who gets how many packs each week to open a stream in a way that's fair? Not that we couldn't do it, but you can see how now it becomes this, like, bigger thing and then you take that even further and it's like well if we give mike and team hold packs every week to give away that's great and they create content that's cool that's awesome but then they're not maybe tapping into community giveaways they're not building that sense of hey let's all put in a little bit together and celebrate wider maybe it means they're not then buying moments themselves to give away and so it's again there's like downsides to it again not saying we shouldn't do it just that like it's not as clear a win as it seems because we don't tend to find that like a pack giveaway stream, just a one-off pack giveaway stream really drives much in terms of like numbers. Like it's cool for the people that win, sure. And it's cool for the community that are already following, say team hold, but it doesn't necessarily help grow team hold that much. And therefore it doesn't necessarily help like any sort of metrics on the Top Shot side. And again, I'm saying this as someone who, who regularly watches Mike and his big ugly face chat away. Like I'm a big fan. But I'm saying, like, I don't think it really drives numbers. Now, when we do, like, a big tap into the community and we do, like, Happy Birthday Top Shot and we get trending and we have, like, our biggest social engagement ever, like, even that doesn't drive a huge amount of numbers. Clearly, we should still do that sort of thing. It's a lot of fun and it is going to drive some numbers. But my point is that, like, even when we take it to the, the, a very top degree end of how many packs we, would like, give away and create a big celebration, we don't see huge conversions. So it's, like... I don't think it makes sense for us to support content creators by just regularly giving them packs. We definitely should, you know, like, if Mike Sikarian does a, a stream during his wedding, yeah, I'm going to check him some packs, but he probably shouldn't do that. He should have a live. <laughs> but my point is that, like, there's definitely times we can do it, but I actually think it would be more interesting and more exciting to focus on other ways to empower those creators. So, for example, and again, Team Hold, just the running example, having Team Hold host, like, a live show in Vegas was really cool and working with them on that like i think that's really fun maybe giving the team hold the budget to hire someone like davy and putting them in touch and be like yeah davy's going to come and create content around it you guys can then like brand it and whatever but we'll help cover the bill like i think that's a better way for us to work with creators and i think one of the things you'll see in series four is you know now we've got a more expanded team especially on the community side um you'll see more work there in terms of figuring out better ways to tap into our content creators in a way that's like more, um, what's the the best way to put it? More of a collaboration and more sort of curated for each creator, right? Because not every content creator is going to want us to hire a video editor for them or not every content creator is going to want grant money for this building, this tool and stuff like that. So it's like taking our time to work with each of them to better tap into them, I think is the best way to go. And I realize this is like a really long-winded answer, but that's because I've legitimately spent a lot of time talking and thinking about it over the last year or so. And being like, look, we should do another big pack giveaway and being like, but the numbers don't like the numbers don't back up the ask.
8: So what can we do different? Does that make sense, Aaron? Totally. And Luke, I appreciate your feedback on that and your open, honest candor. And uh, next time you're ever looking for somebody to give out a couple packs or whatever, uh, you you know where I'm at.
2: Uh, I tell you what, go
8: Timberwolves. I
2: surmised from all of that that um, fuck the wolf pack, but team holds the best. <laughs> which a is little bit of bias
5: to say as well, which is definitely what I was hoping for. But here's the thing, right? Like wolf pack, I was it like just the other week. I was like, oh, I'll give some packs away if someone wins trivia, or whatever. Like I've done that before, but it doesn't make sense to it every week. Yeah. You know, no. then, no. you know you're driving the wrong things. But there'll be there'll be more big giveaways. Do you want a date on your calendar, Wolf? And Aaron. Do you want a date on your calendar? I don't know if I will get in trouble for this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tell us. No one's listening. It's all good. Uh, you know what? This,
5: this Mark twentieth September, right? No one tweet about it or nothing. Don't get me in trouble. Just Mark twentieth yeah. September. I got some plans.
2: Oh, it's on it's on the calendar.
5: I see Spine's here. It's hammering. Spine. I'm not here for you a minute, mate. How you doing, brother?
2: I'm doing
5: good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Good. Yeah, doing good. I'm to sit Sunday. <clears throat> I'm uh,
3: I'm swimming in the pool i'm relaxing i've been listening to the whole show i got uh yeah it's my weekend so that's good i got tomorrow off too anyway i think um, sunday yeah. is
2: everyone's weekend just yeah, wanted yeah, to clarify.
3: yeah. I, my, i'm sunday monday so that's I it's your days off
2: great. from work yeah right yeah. anyway
3: a uh, couple things uh do you know anything about the lock like having a lock little symbol for <clears throat> for sets being locked because it seems like it's not clear enough. I locked a bunch of my sets up, but like to have like a little lock symbol next to it would be cool to know that I'm locked up instead of going into each individual player. Does that make that sense? That might be
2: Steve has maybe built a tool I think Steve, for that. Oh, did he? Okay, cool. Did, did you did you or did you not, Steve? Sorry, what was that?
3: Like a like a lock to know what what uh, sets you have that are locked. Did you make a tool for that?
6: Uh, I haven't built that yet, but I've heard OTM has um, has that available. Okay. That was my question in the last on the last, uh, on the last uh, office hours. Was I thought I caught some of that? Yeah, because it's really right it's really hard to to figure out. Like, because I want to lock a couple base sets, right? The problem is there's right. no like series two base set has over 500 moments. Right. So right. it's really easy to accidentally miss one, and there's no confirmation that you've locked the whole set. So totally. it's a little silly. Totally, I was
3: locking some up and thought the same thing. So maybe that's I don't know. And the other question was, um, when merch, <clears throat> it seems like it's free advertising. If we had shirts or jerseys or whatever, socks, hats, and people are wearing the stuff around, people are going to see this stuff. Other guys are going to see it, and girls are going to see this stuff <clears throat> and question it, and their NBA fans are going to question it. I, it seems like it's too easy. So I don't understand what, what takes so long when all these other <clears throat> uh, projects get Close out or merch out so quick, it just seems so. Finds so, a big merch a,
2: guy too. Such to a uh, there. no brainer. big merch guy.
5: Look, um, ain't that fair? Um, I can't speak for the Top Shot. We've had NLL merch. I'm responsible for NLL. They got merch. I don't know what to say. Like, um, if you got merch, join NLL. Like, that's that's all I can say there. I guess. But no, I, I'm, I, in I NLL. I'm in NL. I'm in NL. I got the merch from that, and
3: I appreciate that. I think that that was the that was the best thing that they did uh the the io was cool too don't get me wrong but the merch is great anywhere i i, I fucking got that sweatshirt on a hanger i gotta take it down i wear it only on special occasions because i'm gonna fuck it up because there's no other merch
5: <laughs> hey there's a hat as well there's a, there's a hoodie and a hat
3: um, yeah i got the hat and the hat's not as cool though i mean i guess you got to be adjustable for everybody's big heads but
2: yeah. um, can, I, can I throw in a hot maybe take? I have a bigger head.
3: Yeah, please.
2: Can I hot take that NLL jersey? I really don't like it. I'm glad Jay's not here. He has one. Wait, you mean they need the, new jerseys? The, hoodie. the jersey. I, I, the hoodie's really nice. Love the, the hoodie's.
3: was put out by somebody else. It wasn't actually Oh,
2: uh, it wasn't official. Got it. Okay.
3: But I'd still wear it.
2: Oh, I, here comes that's Jay. <laughs> Jay heard me. Yeah, that was like oh, a bat
4: signal calling up the, the, the NLL merch. Uh, because not, only, not oh. only did they take the, uh, the initiative to create something surrounding, you know, a particular set. Um, they uh, got community feedback design uh, and uh, a lot of different options. Uh, and so I've got, uh, you know, both. Uh, I got two of the four colorways of the jersey. And I got the hat and I got a tank top. And all of it, and it's all fire. So, I mean, you might not like the color scheme or whatever, but uh, I mean, it's definitely the most recognizable. And it's, I mean, it's, it's. it's you
2: can see it it's, from two it's, from the it's moon.
4: Essentially, the S one, you know, kind of merch at Top Shot, the OG merch. I I love yeah. it, Jay. I am on I, your
5: side here. I love it.
2: Of course, you do, Spine. You like the Goblin merch, man.
5: I'm currently. I just ordered that first. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what to say um you know we've done much of a other ways as well it's just be more limited edition so for example anyone who went to vegas if they went to the gym they could pick up a top shot this t-shirt and the design's really nice and it's like a really good quality shirt um and i think oh did i disconnect
2: sure no you did no you're
5: nice
3: to have those shirts there in the first weekend too so i could have got one you're though. hitting a sore <laughs> spot here luke All right, it's fine, fine um just Look,
5: it's
2: fine you can't i'm like, no answer is good
5: enough.
3: Merch, i can't find one on ebay to buy i'm gonna i'm looking on ebay well, i guess
2: mine,
5: right?
2: you so as is, luke said he's gonna send this episode to the people at dapper because davy said a bunch of smart stuff i think what spine is saying is the no-brainer is why can't i buy a shirt or a hat with dapper dollars even or yeah. or USD rate right from the website. I guess that that's we know you don't have the answer to that, but I think that's kind of what Spine's getting to, right? Like yeah, it just does think... seem like a no brainer. There's going to be less pack drops in S four. Why not sell us some damn hats?
3: Look, I think and it's, it's another and...
5: revenue. It's another revenue source too. Yeah, and look, I've um, I've got my fair share of NFT project merch. Um, some of it not great. Some of it feels really nice. Uh, Shout out First Mint, for example. Their shirts feel really nice, like legit. LG's taken time with that and they came through really good. Um, His community is what, 500 people's holders NFT for the First Mint. So obviously it's like, it's reasonable and scalable. Of course, I'm not saying that we couldn't also do the same, but I think that we've been hesitant to just put it out for the sake of it. And we want to make sure the merch is like really nice and it lands well and you guys feel really proud to rep it. And it's definitely not been one of our priorities, but it doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just that we've been, I, I think especially in sort of season two, where we were so focused on the product and building it out and making the marketplace for smoothly. Like, you guys remember what it was like 2021, January, February, March time, right? As the traffic spiked, marketplace would crash at the time. There was, remember those cool downs, like five minute cool downs, stuff like, that? like that's so far behind us now. But like, that was where, what we were focusing on. And I think this coming season, I suspect we'll want to focus more on external stuff in terms of marketing and growth and merch, in my opinion, definitely falls under that category. So I think it's just a case of, you know, let's wait and see what updates we can get out on it.
3: So you're hiring me as the head of the merch department. Is that what you're telling me? Bro, if you want
2: a
5: job, DM me a resume and we talk about it.
2: Did you send Luke a Wolfpack shirt, Spine? No, I'll he fucking it. did it.
5: He did it, Well, maybe fact, that's yeah, why your opinion I'm sure doesn't matter, I to
3: accept it because, uh, you know, you work for the company, so I wasn't sure about that. But um, I'll send it. I'm going to DM you. all can
5: send me gear whenever. There it's are nice. there are limits on, like, gifts, but it's, like, if you sent me it and then you asked for something, I would get in trouble. But, like, I don't I – mean, I'm not asking you five. for anything. If you were, like, I'm going to send you this. You, no, no, yeah, I, you know what so I'm going to so ask you for?
3: hold on. God. I, all I want you to do is I want you to wear the shirt and make a post on Twitter. Will you do that? Oh, no.
2: We do know that Luke only has like four shirts, so you know, he's going to wear the thing. Yeah. That's it, what I'm will, it will fall
5: into my rotation. It'll be top 10 worn shirts by me within a week. Oh, um, on. Actually, yeah, it would be so cool to get a Wolfpack shirt, but no, I think it's like when we do March, we're going to do the type of thing of doing it really well and setting the standard and really, you know, building from it. Um, and, Doing that means we don't rush it out. But I also do appreciate your frustration. Like, my NLL shirt, the, the fan-made one, I fucking love it. I love repping it. I wish I had more. I wish I had, like, NLL hoodie and stuff like that, and I don't. So I do appreciate that. I mean, I got a couple of flow shirts, and, like, they were really nice. And it just made me think, like, I can't wait until we have this, for, you know, different sets on Top Shot and different teams and different fan groups. And, like, I think it will come. I'm
3: just picturing, like, Uh, T-shirts with the sets on there, the set pictures. Maybe a jersey that has the set, you know, like throughout the whole jersey. I mean, it could look really amazing with the artwork that we have on the platform. It's, it just seems like so incredible. So when we do get there, it's gonna be. It's going to be amazing,
2: so I'm excited. Watch it. out, you know Steve Baller Blockchains listening right now, and that guy steals ideas. He's going to be in a meeting tomorrow, like so. Shirts with the art on it. I got this great idea.
5: No, nah, Steve will back up that. Actually, I steal all the ideas. And
2: what
5: happens? <laughs> people like wow, League, It's so cool how much time you spend just on Twitter Spaces. And it's like, yeah, I'm just writing down ideas to steal and then I'll claim it as my own, and then I'll just be like, boom. Like, I can no longer send this recording internally, because I'm stealing all these ideas. <laughs> yeah. and, like, Steve 100% back up, something, to
2: uh, This would be a good one to send internally. We just haven't said anything drunk and dumb yet, so <laughs> you're, you're, you'll keep your job for sending this one through the, the Slack.
5: <laughs> and sooner or later there's going to be a point where I'm like, okay, stop recording. Alright, let's not send that yeah. one. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. And don't listen to that last episode. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's too good. Uh who else has stuff they want to say? I'm uh, where Jay, you got anything else that's been on your week, on your mind this week? Anyone out, out there can listening have any thing? questions for Luke or or can Davey? I say one more thing? You can say five more things. I
3: like got one more well, I got that too, but one more thing. Uh so now the the leaderboard stuff. So now I become this. Now my collecting style has changed again. I finished off a couple of the sets that I wanted to finish off because I used for the burning challenges for some crafting. But now I'm just like a LeBron, a Lebron collector. All I do is collect Lebron for this Laker leaderboard. And I was like 102 the other day, and now I'm 105 because everybody just keeps on adding money. I mean, this is this is crazy. I, am I going to make the top hundred? I don't think so. I'm well. Here's a thousand. Here a thousand. Here a thousand. Here. These I mean this is ridiculous I mean not ridiculous. I mean I get it, but this is son of a gun. And dingling and all these characters. Well the Lakers is is
2: others. the hardest one too. Holy
3: cow. Anyway, I think don't mind me.
2: I can't remember who was it the first mint that tweeted out that list. I should try to find it to link it that uh of of all the Ooh. you know you the most popular the teams.
8: West? Have you seen it's, the Timberwolves list? We have because... we have a
2: lot well, we have Jay in here, we have the man who runs the wolves den in here. And, and he's been Coach keeping T. us up to date. And Coach Don't T, come. listening. We never sleep Coach on Coach T. We never sleep on the homie Coach you T. He sleeps team. on us. We did a Wolf's Den episode last week, and he left halfway through on his own wolf Den episode. So he, he does the sleeping around here, I'll have you know.
8: I, I will never slander Coach T. He's a legend in the space, whether he talks or not. He does a lot of great work for all this stuff. Uh, we got a, uh, actually we got a picnic coming up next weekend and we got a twins game gathering coming up on September 13th. So shout out to coach T and Jay for, uh, continuing and they, they had a Lynx game event recently. So yeah, Jay, mm-hmm.
2: were you at that on Friday? Uh so mo no yeah
4: we re- re- we reached out to Mo we were like mo you're in our you're in our city come hang out." Uh uh and uh just just crickets. Just crickets man uh, wait,
2: so. wait wait wait. Luke, Luke
4: would never. Luke would never think, if he was look, there look, in our neck of the woods.
2: Luke Mo ghosted the Wolves Den official top shot community. They wanted to do an event with him on Friday. Straight <laughs> ghost from Mo.
5: That makes me so happy um I'm, I'm confident he didn't do that intentionally because my loves absolutely loves meeting collectors and hanging out with them yeah. and that has, has, it, nothing, nothing, has, fuck. has
4: nothing but time for the top shot kingdom poker event last night but it can't even can't even be, walk a block to meet us for a
5: beer you so know what yeah screw mo i've had enough of him all right this yeah. is it let's go
2: now hey I you guys you just
5: swap places again
2: <laughs> moe's been flaunting his youth in my face for the last six months you know every time my creaky old bones i look at a picture of him i'm just like angered yeah by his youthful exuberance
5: i get i get frustrated at Mo because he's doing so well at like such a young age and he just doesn't even realize it like i'm just like oh man I'm like you have no idea how much of a mess i was at 21
2: yeah. you're like, like where's the Nate bad 20? choices mate yeah, where's I'm the like, bad choices to, i'm
5: like why don't you have like why aren't you limping a little bit because you broke your leg because you were like getting drunk one night and you tried to climb a building like why have you not why have you not made a mess of your life already
2: <laughs> um, and he
5: just you don't like wake
2: up outside the in the dirt not even once a week
5: right <laughs> we were in vegas and i was like well he's definitely getting in trouble and he was like you gotta calm down on the drinking and i was like oh, damn no he's not he's very responsible um but that's why he's really <laughs> reliable too So I live working
2: with him I'm how many crazy. drinks had you think- had when mo checked you
5: where uh, well, it was that the NLL brunch, right? All right, this is what happened. They came over. It's a limited brunch. It's all—it's all like covered by the NLL, right? Community-hosted event. And I'm not—I'm in my head. I'm like, well, I'm not working it. I was chilling. I can do whatever I want It's a community event. I'm just another—I'm a collector and fan who snuck into an NLL event. That I'm was just a head. guy.
2: And
5: yeah. the, the waitress she comes up to. Like, oh, do you want a drink? You know, it's a brunch. So it's like nine nine a.m. sort of time in Vegas at this point. She's so, like, do you want a drink? A coffee. Uh, orange juice, some mimosa, champagne. And I was like, oh, have gone. I'll get some champagne. Why not? And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Do you want a glass or a bottle? And I was like, well, clearly, clearly I'm going to take the bottle. It's already paid for. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about this. I'll take the bottle. Not on my budget, is it? Um, if any dunks are still here, you might want to stop listening. Because I was like, it's not my budget. I'll take the bottle of champagne. And then I figured I'd turn around and every other table would have done the same. About 100 different collectors in here. I figured everyone would do the same. We're all going to be having bottles of champagne. Nobody else had done. I was like, a couple of people took a glass of champagne, and that was it. Everyone else was like getting a coffee and orange juice. And that's when Moe was like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe calm down a little bit, Lee. We've still got another eight hours of work today. Why are you playing that? But um, I figured he'd be there drinking as well. But no, nah, Moe's too responsible.
2: Spine. Yeah. I think Luke would have been the one who joined us on our drinking tour, right? Yeah, I
5: would have been there
3: with you, Luke. No yeah. doubt about it. I would have looked over you. You would have looked over me. We would have clinked bottles. It would, you would have felt comfortable then. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Luke, we, so
2: spine. So well. Us yeah well, so, so so we were at all these summer league games, right? You know, you get there like twelve or one in the afternoon, and there's a lot of basketball, so spine and Mark and I out of fifteen guys, we were the only ones by you know a couple hours into it who we were like, so enough basketball, more drinks, right and we, we we kept leaving to go to different bars. Everybody else there was in it for the sport and the love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, I feel we were there for we were there for the drinks. Also, while Obviously, we're on the
0: subject of Mo, he's so mature for his age. I I was so surprised. And also, just one quick story about him because I was—you remember that um, the Top Shop video I did for the Vegas, where uh, Mo was speaking in one of the uh, one of the video, right? He was kind of in introduction to Top Shop, or yeah. whatever. Um, I was interviewing him. Um, so the first time he did a one take, he had done it. I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." You know, for editor's job is kind of like make the interviewee look good and i will cut and paste and all that stuff and make it look good at the post but he wasn't happy with his take he was just like I'll, I'll do it again i'll make sure it's better and he did his second take and he did the same thing he was like no nah, i'll do it again and i'll make sure he's a perfectionist. He, he wanted to make it perfect so that makes my job easier that's what who he is and you know i really appreciate that he, he actually did that it makes a long-lasting impression Oh, so Jay, mind. that
2: means he really must not like you because he gave Davey all his extra time and, and <laughs> but still, just really ghosted the hell out of you on nah, Friday.
5: Nah, 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 I, nah, nah,
0: I corner honestly... him. I corner him. To be fair, I corner him near the stairwell to make that shot. So he had he had nowhere to go. So he didn't have options. So it's not personal, Jay.
5: To me, it sounds like Mo's a bit of a diva. It sounds like you, you said you had to take, and mm-hmm. Mo's like, "No, we've got to go again, repeatedly." I'm not saying he's a diva, but it sounds... Do it again
2: from guy. my good angle. You didn't yeah, say exactly. my good side. So
5: was like, I had it, you're good, and Mo's like, no, it needs to be better. So I don't know. That's that's how I'm hearing it.
2: That's that's what I'm gathering, too.
5: Um, um, I'm going to ask Mo why he didn't respond to you guys. He's going to feel really bad. He would have loved to hang yeah. out. I can yeah. speak on his behalf there.
2: Coach um, T so wants to know, know, too. Coach T, nice guy, until Mo ghosts him. then he's an absolute <laughs> animal. Um, well, he we're chilling have here
0: Meg. He, have, he probably I only saw him and Meg there so he probably had the hell Meg to organize all that shit so
5: I guess he was super busy yeah he was super busy I can confirm that
2: looked like a cool event too um, so while I've got everyone here I think um, we've got a, a good little crew we're two hours into the episode which um, you know what two hours into a wolf den means it's time what's for in What's in Wolf's, Wolf's Mouth. mouth. Yes, exactly. What's in Wolf's Mouth. Um, we're gonna. I'm going to give away some. I'll give away a moment to someone down there who's been listening for a while. Shirley's been listening for a while. Shirley, put up an emoji if you want to win a, a Top Shot moment if one of these guys can guess what's in my mouth. This game is as horrible as it sounds. It's not one of those ones where you're like, oh, that sounds horrible. And then you hear it and you're like, oh, this is great. Oh, Shirley says no emojis. What about Scully? This Scully, this... put an emoji up if this you want scary. to win a moment.
5: If, if you're listening with headphones, I apologize. I used to listen with headphones to Wolfpack Spaces, and this game made me stop. <laughs>
2: Usually Cleganes comes flying into our spaces when he finds out this game, and it's actually his favorite. Um, Okay, so Scully's going to get a moment. If you guys can guess what's in my mouth, I'm, if you're listening, going to take a bite of some kind of food, and they are going to try to guess it. And if they can guess what it is before I finish it, I will give away a moment. So I'm going to go one one bite at a time it is not a meat I will start off by saying it's not a meat here is my first bite of this what? item I'm what using a fork a like I'm just telling really you guys right I'm giving, that's my first hint as we progress I will give more hints my first hint is it's not a meat
8: Snickers.
2: not crunchy it's not crunchy I will chew to it. That's bite one. One bite down.
5: Bro, you can't talk because you're eating. We can't tell.
2: Okay, 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 okay. He's eating a peach. I'm not eating a peach. I'll take another bite. I'm using a fork to eat this item.
8: Broccoli. (sighs) Spinach.
5: She's
2: crunchy.
5: Spinach.
2: Nope. Is it spaghetti? Not spaghetti. Closer than broccoli, though.
5: Does that mean? Okay. Is it, is it hint number, uh, what does that hint mean? number two.
2: It is you could eat it at any point in the day, but it is more commonly associated with breakfast.
5: Toast? No, you're eating it sausage. That.
2: It's not a meat.
5: Cantaloupe.
2: Not cantaloupe. I will take another bite.
8: Honeydew. Orange.
2: Hint number three. It is not a fruit per se, but in this version of it, I am eating. It does have fruit in it. Tomato. Y'all get no. In this version of what I'm eating, it has fruit in it, but it is not a fruit. Is it Solid?
8: actually Jeb Bush?
2: Is it what? What was everyone there?
8: Is it actually Jeb Bush?
2: It's not actually just not a human. It's a. Uh, most commonly breakfast food. Most commonly a breakfast food. It is not a fruit, but it does have fruit in it.
0: Somebody said yogurt before. Not yogurt. One
2: said yogurt. That's a better guess than some of the other ones.
3: Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese.
2: Not cottage cheese.
8: Oh, oatmeal.
2: Not oatmeal, but oatmeal is similar. It's breakfast. You could put fruit in it. Oh, you having grits? Not having grits. The, okay, to be more specific, there's blueberry in this item that I'm eating. A breakfast what item. It a
3: Granola bar?
2: I had eggs, Fox. but I already finished those. What would the item with blueberries in it? You guys are terrible at guessing breakfast foods. Is it a muffin? Honest. It's not a muffin. Is it a scone? Not a scone. Every breakfast restaurant in the world serves this item.
0: Pancake, pancake.
2: Yes, Ooh, pancake.
8: Oh, my God, God ah!
2: <laughs> pancake. Still think
8: actually Jeb Bush was a better guess.
2: Yes, yes, I know. It was a blueberry pancake. Pancake,
3: son of a gun. That was a that was a
2: real one right there. <laughs> Are you cold? <laughs> I am. Um, I had. Well, I had. I, I had breakfast earlier, and I saved some of the pancake just specifically from this.
3: It sounded so crunchy. Were those like well done pancakes? I was trying
2: sense. to like emphasize the like bite to it. Uh, he oh, makes everything, what threw everything me sounds off.
0: crunchy.
6: That's true. <laughs> <out. laughs> that's so true.
2: You have to try to really emphasize the eat. You know, uh, Scully. Hit, Scully, hit me up with uh, your TS name, and I'll send you a moment. Just for the culture, um, it's been a fun couple hours. Are we doing? Are we doing any trivia, Jay? Are we not going to trivia today, and we'll trivia next Friday? Trivia is kind of funner when we've had a couple drinks, isn't it? We keep losing, Jay. Who
3: hasn't I was gonna missing? say it
2: was Minnesota inter, in, internet, but Aaron's proven us wrong. Aaron's on that Minnesota internet. It was a next good. Week. It was next week. Next week. We'll trivia next Friday. That was a fun couple hours on Sunday. It was actually a lot of people listened in. We appreciate it. I saw a lot of fun friends and uh, names down below that came and checked it out for a bit. Saw a bunch of our usual team caption homies. We actually had Mike G503 listening. Mike, we noticed you kind of ghosted us last week on Friday. Don't know what was up there, bro, but I didn't get your like notice of absence beforehand. So uh, make sure you send one of those next time. Spine, did you get an NFL pack? We didn't really get to check the NFL packs. Did you get one on yeah, Friday?
3: Yeah, I got two packs. I got the, I was, got a, uh, led into the legendary one or whatever that was. And uh, Oh, yeah. I got one of those, but it was a rare, uh, no legendary. So I got uh, a couple of rares, nothing exciting. Or one nice. rare, I guess. And really common packs common. were
2: sure good, though. Lots of yeah, good players in the common packs. I
3: just, I just, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I'm delving into a whole new thing and, I just kind of want to focus on Top Shots. Yeah. Uh, and the UFC, it's been, I like too.
2: Yeah, the UFC has got a couple of interesting pack drops this week too. Yeah, I have so found that in the off season, it's been a little easier to sort of uh, be in all three of the ecosystems. Um, but I am, I am with you. I have noticed I've been selling Top Shot stuff to buy all day stuff to stack for the season upcoming. And I'm, I've put my painted myself. I put baby in a corner. So to say, I've painted myself a little bit in a corner where I'm, I'm my account. Isn't very flexible right now. Cause I'm kind of just in this waiting mode of like waiting for all day to start and not sure what to do with my top shot moments. So yeah, it's got me, got if me kind of in the, uh, zero gravity. I don't in, mind. Uh, chime in I, Aaron.
8: If anybody has any NFL all day questions, I have a very strong background in NFL football. uh, Former Cleveland Browns scouting assistant. I worked at the University of Minnesota for six years. And I do a little, I do the casual YouTube content when it comes, small plug, from my channel It 96 subscribers. Again, nothing too seriously on my channel. I will never tell you what to buy. I will just. I'll offer my opinions. I'll do pack openings, just having fun. Love but it. if 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 anybody has any questions on NFL all day, feel free to hit me up. I love football. I have a much larger Top Shot account, but football is kind of my shit. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. They're doing a lot of big things. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of unknown things coming up. So don't, if, if I ever had to offer any financial advice, just be careful, have some fun, get the packs, do the challenges, just go with the flow, get your flow drops coming up soon whenever that happens, knock on wood. But with NFL all day, it's about to get crazy. Um, the first full season of it is coming up. We have a lot of good things on the docket. Their Discord is a good time. The people involved over there AJ, Zach, in particular, uh, Ryan, Otis, um, Dave Feldman, Dior. Yeah, good.
2: Good crew. And I would say they seem to have respond to, to very well, responded very well to the initial sort of supply criticism that they faced. Uh, when it yeah. started, they released too many moments of too many players right away and they really cut the drop off. And they've done a really good job these last couple of weeks of giving out the packs via challenges and then some slighter, more limited pack drops. And I feel like that's been really good, really well received. Uh, The moments have held value so far quite well. It'll be, as always, interesting to see how they uh, sort of parlay that into the next season, which includes releasing more moments of more players. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that works. But right now, yeah, it seems really fun. I think the rumor was there's going to be two challenges a week and some that will be sort of fantasy like. So I've been trying to myself just get a good smattering of trying to get most of the good quarterbacks and good players, but also been sort of focused on trying to get as many of the play player positions and play types as I can to just sort of be ready for these challenges. And it should be a really fun season. So, but no doubt spine when you're saying it's like hard to keep up with both. I think when this NFL thing hits off and it's October and top shots, you know, hopefully, cranking the gears and going into into production of season four. It's going to be a lot going on, you know. So
3: it's exciting to see. I just I've looked at the list of seeing like what I need to finish sets, and I don't know because that's how I did it with Top Shot. Like, yeah, sets. maybe that's not my the route I go, and maybe just I'm trying to pull one of those. uh uh, number yep. ones like Gaines or whatever but
2: um... I, yeah I know what you mean I sort of said Steve earlier too I feel like right now it's a good time to the sets it, it's a little harder on all day to do the set thing because I liked like to have that barometer of the set as well um, but maybe you just grab the like projected fantasy lists of you know each position top 10 and try to get as many of those guys as you can and right now there's a lot of badge debuts that if we believe the product could be successful, they would, I would think be considered undervalued. Do you, you know? A think lo-
0: the, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, uh, no,
2: no, go, go, go. Do
0: you think they will uh, make it into an open beta uh, when the season starts? I think can- that has yeah. been
2: said that they will. Yes.
8: Yep. Well,
2: so ne- right now it's not, so this could be your last couple weeks. while it's not open beta to maybe go grab some of those quarterbacks.
8: Which I will also throw out there, I don't think, I know it's, the burning is a popular topic right now, and I don't think that there, once we get into the season, supply right now is really not an issue. Yeah, there's a few players that had a couple extra moments because of the playoffs last year. I really don't think supply is an issue with all day. I think once people get in and once they realize what's going on with the uh, the challenge setup that they have coming, OTM Rumble is going to be nice once they get through the initial setup things.
2: And they have so, crafting challenges coming, they said, too. Please, so as you said, please- supply should hopefully be dwindling with some of those moments and i would think that if you're running a good crafting challenge on all day if i'm just speculating you have some players like you said in the playoffs like patrick mahomes who has three commons i would imagine we see some mahomes burning and some bigger players getting their moments burned so um yeah Yeah. so like davy said open beta coming.
8: people want it to be No, I I don't think
2: think it's, I think they they did a good job of cutting the pack drops. I think it was an issue four months ago when they said, we're going to have like a hundred more pack drops and this and that. And then the community kind of went, no! And they did a really good job of responding and pumping the brakes. And I think that it's been better for it. And uh, I love these, I mean, these challenge pack drops they had the last couple of weeks. I mean, Jesus, they were some of the best challenge pack drops on dapper in the last six months, you know, like it wasn't that hard to do. And you won a pack that had debuts of all-star players in them. They were awesome. So I got like a Christian McCaffrey. I got a CMC debut in one. I got a Lamar Jackson debut the other day. So just out of not expensive packs. So yeah, it's been really, really good stuff. So that's, I'd say spine look at some of the, the top players coming up. Uh, good chance to maybe get a few. They just put out the Tyler Lockett moment on Friday spine.
3: Yeah. I've been, listen, I've been getting ready for fantasy football league. So it's not like I, I'm more of a football guy than an NBA guy.
2: To be yeah. So you, so you know, the know guys, the so players. get in I there. Know
3: the guys I just should, I need to get, get in a there and get those badges, yeah. get okay. the badges
2: and not the sets.
3: Pick so out the LeBron's and not the sets basically.
2: Yes. Don't that. worry about the move the chain sets or the, this and that, yeah, you fuck know, the fuck the sets. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're looking
8: for a uh, cheap launch codes uh, kicker, I may have the uh, cheapest Justin Tucker on the market right now. So
2: oh, there you go. Yeah, that <laughs> just came out on Friday. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's
8: sorry, a be- not, beautiful,
2: beautiful moment too. That Justin Tucker—that's oh, his what? How many yards a, was that field goal? Sixty-six. Six, yeah. Sixty-six. I, yeah, it's I am a pretty not amazing moment. To show my moment. One yeah, minute. sure you are. Like, I,
8: I did not list it until. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what every back. shiller says. I'm not trying to shill. I'm just I'm shilling the shit. Bags. Yeah, it's just I might have you know, you know, Good I'm not question. saying well, well, snake well, oil's great, person, but I've got this snake this oil right that, here. Though. Yeah. So, no, uh, no. No. I, we're just bugging Aaron. You come <laughs> up on the wolf den. You're you're you don't get an immunity <laughs> pass from us shit talking you. No. I welcome
8: it again. Like I I will if anybody. That is new coming into the football space has any questions feel free to hit me up i will never steer you wrong
2: he'll steer you right into his justin tucker bag which is (laughs) to be fair a good place to go
8: hey that that is one moment and (laughs) i i'm a first and foremost the vikings fan i have friends in the league at many different spots scouts players coaches mascots even um but i will never steer you wrong i will just i'll throw out suggestions if you want them yeah
2: but awesome give eddie a follow
8: up top five quarterback this uh this year
2: quick yeah give us yeah before yeah yeah that's what we want top five quarterbacks this year to own in all day
8: in all day you gotta go burrow you gotta go lamar jackson just had his debut come out the other day. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. So we're up to four. And a low-key uh, sneak sleeper pick. He's not the best quarterback ever. He's might miss some games with COVID. But he's kind of a budget pick right now. Kirk Cousins.
2: He's, Kirk again, Cousins. That was a bit of a Viking show there. Not Justin Herbert.
8: Uh, no no I, Dak. I love, Her- I love Herbs. No, I will not put Dak. Dak does not have the weapons beyond C.D. Lamb. Um, Kirk Cousins is a budget pick for many reasons because of the weapons that he has. He has Justin Jefferson. He has Adam Thielen. He will throw to Delvin Cook. He will throw to K.J. Osborne. Herb Smith is coming back off of injury. When an Herb Smith moment comes out on all day, you need to grab the fucking Herb Smith moment. Because he is a beast. Uh, One thing with all day that I will recommend is look at the tight ends. You can go Mark Andrews. Yeah. I mean, Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox from the Bills, uh, TJ Hawkinson from the Lions. There's a lot of good tight ends that'll serve you well on the all day platform. But Kirk Cousins is a sneaky good rumble pick. And especially his rare, which is on the lower end for quarterback rares. So I'm not going to push it too hard. I realize the stigma of Vikings, whatever, Kirk Cousins, you like that. He struggles in the big time playoff games, primetime games. The Vikings' problems haven't been Monday night
2: games, Thursday night games. Yeah, the Vikings' (laughs) problems have not
8: been Kirk Cousins. It's Ben. yeah i get what you're it's, saying he's he could get those garbage
2: line, tds and all that stuff
8: he, he puts up numbers and he has a lot of solid weapons yeah. and he has an improved offensive line this year so
2: love it it's a good pick i like it i like the pick it was a good list um thanks aaron for your top five quarterbacks list we appreciate you uh we the north you got something to say before we're going to close you down so you're the you're the you're the you're the, you're the headliner here my guy Is this like when the headliner comes on and everyone's like, wait, and then he walks off immediately and doesn't play any songs?
3: And next week, can Aaron come on and do top five running backs?
2: Yeah, Aaron, yeah, come give us top five running backs next week on Friday night we'll here.
8: Yeah, I mean, remind me. If, if you're, you're
2: around. Up, yeah.
8: I will, mm, let's see, what's next Friday? Yeah, I should be around,
2: so. Okay, sweet. Friday nights are normal nights, so yeah. Top five running backs all day. We love it. Uh We the North, are you gonna you got something to say? You were sending out emojis, nope? I g if if not, I think that's it. It was a good show, everyone. Uh good to talk to Dumbo. Really good to hear about your trip to the convention, Davey. Uh that was awesome. Uh you're really doing doing some really awesome moves in the Top Shot community that uh, it's making us all proud. Um, Spine, we'll get you your merch. That's it. That's all we got. I think I think Spine's going to take us out. That was a fun Sunday afternoon. A lot of people listened. Really appreciate you. We'll be back next Friday. Sorry, we skipped this Friday. Uh, Mark had to go away. Jay wasn't around Friday and I had to work. So just sort of just sort of happens. We don't get paid enough for this spine for oh, me to what? take the night off work.
3: Yeah, but uh, this was a beautiful Sunday. I'm glad this all worked out this way. so it all
2: Yeah, out. really nice Sunday. I needed uh, a good sit, too.
3: Yeah, good. It all turned out well. Uh, to all the Wolfpack out there, worldwide, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you'll join me in a good afternoon home. oh,
2: oh. oh. Night, everyone, and thanks again.